Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis.
about the Lord. Folk were saved and folk were healed as they heard God's word. Satan did not like it. Soon he had his crowd. And as he was stoned, they heard Stephen cry aloud. I see Jesus standing at Father's right hand. I see Jesus yonder in the glory land. Work's all over. Now I'm coming to thee.
right, let's get this show started tonight. God bless each and every one of you that have uh, come out tonight. Uh, I hope you uh, didn't miss last night's show. Uh, we had a great program. Uh, if you did miss it, it's up in the MP3 archives now. We had uh, special guest Steve Quill. Uh, he was on last night uh, bringing an uh, alert and an update on what's going on in uh, Japan and the uh, world financial markets. Anybody who's new here tonight, welcome. I uh, would encourage you to participate in the chat room, uh, free chat room. You just go in there and sign up for a free username, and uh, you can meet some friends. Well, tonight it's my pleasure to have Pastor James Mobley back. Uh, every Wednesday night we have Pastor James on, and he brings some real meat of the Word. Uh, I hope that you brought your Bibles with you tonight, folks. He's going to be preaching. Uh, Brother James is pastor of Called Out Assembly Church, located in Melrose Park, Illinois. They have a new website. It's calledoutassembly.org. Again, calledoutassembly.org. And you all can reach them by phone at area code 708-446-9745. Let's get Pastor James on. Stand by. Pastor James, uh, God bless you. Welcome to the show tonight. God bless you. Thanks for having me, brother. Shannon. Would you like to uh, open up in prayer tonight? Yes. Gracious Father, we are so unworthy of your many blessings that you have pulled out in our lives so abundantly, O oh God, and especially allowing your son to shed his precious blood on Calvary Cross for our sin. Father, we would never be able to thank you enough. Father, without you, we can do nothing. O oh God, we call on you tonight for your grace, your mercy, your peace, and your love, and your help, O oh God. We ask you, O God, to cleanse each and every one of us from anything that has defiled or will cause problem or will stand between what you want to do in our life tonight. We ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to send angels into the heaven and the battle and stop the strong man in the heaven and the earth and within. O God, and battle them from every position to stop them from interfering with what you want to do tonight. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ as we rebuke the devourer, we rebuke every curse, hex, vex, spell, jinx, psychic power, bewitchment, witchcraft, anything that would try to interfere. We bind and rebuke you. We cut you off in Jesus' name. We pray that you would, O oh God, loose walls of fire between every wicked prince, every wicked spirit, everything that would interfere in the earth, within our lives, in every position, in the name of Jesus Christ, also walls of light and walls of darkness that will block and defeat and distort and destroy the enemy while you bless, lead, and guide and strengthen us. We ask you, O oh God, to let our eyes and understanding be open. Fill us up with the knowledge of your will that we would know what the hope of your calling is and what is the exceeding greatness of the power to us with who we lead. O oh God, we pray your blessing upon what we're trying to do tonight. We ask you again, O oh Lord to minister to every need in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you. Amen. Amen, and I appreciate that prayer, especially tonight, Pastor James. Um, right. I was informed that uh, Monday, excuse me, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week, so that's tonight, folks, the witches and the warlocks are out worldwide. They're doing sacrifices, and they're celebrating a, uh, a high um, high day for them. So uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, host of hell operating tonight, attacking the people of God. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, brother, the microphone is yours. Well, praise God for the, for our Savior, our God, 
uh, I'm reminded right now of the passage of Scripture that's over in Chronicles, uh, when the uh, the king of Assyria came up against uh, uh, the people of God, and he says, as he was praying, he says, you're king, talking about our God and our Lord and Savior, you're king, and you rule in the kingdom of the heathen. And our God do rule. And he's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what we can think and act. And we just ask you to do that tonight in Jesus Christ's name. The lesson that we're going to talk about tonight is demonic subtlety. Uh, this is an area that the Lord has impressed on my heart to minister in. I never want to be out of the will of God. Uh, uh, when you've been ministering, you know, in the Word for a long time, you can pull many messages out. And, and many of the passages of scriptures that I preach out, I could go back there and preach many more messages out of those same verses and whatnot, but uh, I've learned over the years that there are some special needs, and only the Lord can take care of those needs. I've run into individuals that come into fellowship that are at their wit's end. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a young brother today in another part of the country, and he told me just last night he was uh, the enemy hit him, and he was just ready to walk away and, 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 and whatnot. But the Lord worked that thing out, and you have that going on right in the midst of good people that belong to the Lord, and they need the word of God, and only the Lord can direct and minister the word of God and lead us and guide us because I know that I can't do it myself. But anyway, we're going to talk about demonic subtlety, and these are evil spirits, uh, that uh, 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 manipulating and, and, and uh, working in this era, Satan and his wicked spirits are manipulating or trying to manipulate God's people. So to just really define as crafting, that this enemy has a clever plan and he's using craftiness and cunningness and deception and exception uh, to try to destroy God's people. Make no mistake, brothers and sisters, this enemy... It's not our friend. Matter of fact, the word of God tells us over in the book of John 10, 10, he says, this thief comes for nothing but to steal, kill, and to destroy. The only reason he's coming because he wants us destroyed. He wants to steal from us. He wants to rip us off and destroy everything that is dear to us and our Lord. Uh, clever in doing. This enemy is a clever enemy. Uh, uh, clever in deceit. That's what is defined as uh, lying, making a person feel or believe uh, something that is not true that it is, uh, making someone believe that uh, something true that is false. He's clever in it. He wants us to believe his lies. He's sly. He's tricky. And also it is defined as one that is a expert. This enemy is an expert at what he's doing. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, uh, he's an expert and at uh, uh, using ways to get what he wants. He wants us destroyed. He wants our lives ripped apart. He wants us defeated in every era of our lives. He wants our marriage defeated. He wants the church defeated. But thank God that uh, 
the word of God tells us, and I reminded old wicked spirit that of that last night, and man, he really, he really hated to hear. But the word of God says, "Upon this rock I will build my church, and the very gates of hell will not prevail against it." We have a refuge, we have strength, we have present help, and our God uh, has been defeating this enemy ever since he's fallen out. He 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 he's done some work, but our Lord. Is, is is able to defeat him, and he's able to take defeated people when we call on him and come to him and, and turn that defeat around and bring victory out of defeat. Matter of fact, he's able to take that stuff uh, uh, if we come to him and repent and cry out to him for mercy and grace, take the stuff that the enemy has done and will turn it around and he'll work it out for the good for those that uh, uh, love the Lord and according call according to his so he wants us to believe his lies. He want to get what he wants. Uh, uh, in camping, uh, uh, one enemy. That's what so means. He want to uh, uh, encamp us as uh, uh, his enemy. Sham, deceit, twisting, and perverting uh, things. That is uh, a little bit uh, uh, what this enemy as described as subtlety, crafty, and all that stuff is defined as. Now, many may not think that that is a real problem, but it is. And the only way we're going to be able to deal with this enemy and defeat him is through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we get get as close as we can to the Lord and trust and depend on him, because there is no other that uh, can can help us and to keep us and to uh, uh, enlighten us and strengthen us and do what we need to defeat this enemy. Nobody else can help us. That's why every individual that don't know Jesus needs to cry out to him and, and accept him as Lord and Savior. And brothers and sisters that do know the Lord, that's Lord and Savior, need to get in the word of God and try to get on track and try to serve him and honor him and follow him because that's the only way this enemy is going to be defeated. And if possible, get uh, somewhere where you can get some ongoing freedom, uh, get with some good brothers and sisters, because I tell you, uh, uh, the Lord is sovereign. He can do what he will. But I have just seen so many times the Lord use uh, uh, good men, women, boys, and girls that was in the ministry to to just expose certain demons through discernment or through word of knowledge or through the teaching of the scriptures or, or whatever to expose this enemy. We need others to help us to, uh, 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 to minister. I know the Lord has just sovereignly because I, I, I don't have anything of myself. I am absolutely nothing. I, I, matter of fact, I'm probably the least of anyone that should be ministering. But I, I know there just been many times the Lord through discernment, and there was no uh, uh, obvious reason to see. Uh, you couldn't see things uh, going on in individuals' life, but the Lord had just, uh, through the word of knowledge or through discernment, given me to go and come against certain things or whatever, or go and minister in an error. And, man, I am just uh, wiped away at the abundance that the enemy had packed in there, and the enemy had to come out as he was exposed many times. I've heard him hollering and crying, how did you know? Well, I didn't know, but my Lord knows. He knows everything. He's able to expose him. He's able to give us power to defeat this wicked enemy. Now, in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, the word of God tells us, 
For now the serpent was more so than any of the beasts of the field which God had made, had, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye, yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of the of the of every tree that's in the garden. Now this enemy came to and was used in craftiness to try to tempt this woman in her puritanist state. You know, when the Lord made man and woman, He said they were good. And I'm sure that this woman, man, she was she was way beyond what we are today. Now I don't want you to feel discouraged and feel that you can't make it or that we can't deal with this error because this woman in her puritanist state, the enemy was able to deceive her. Now, one thing we need to be reminded of, when we get to the place where we feel that we uh, can't be deceived or not willing to take a look at our lives, more likely we are already deceived. And, and unfortunately, because of certain teaching and, and just time has rocked on and we have looked at some things, that has went on so long there are just so many are not even willing to question or even take a look at what's going on in their lives or in their churches because they are just maybe uh, 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 convinced that everything that is going on is of the Lord, that there's just no way uh, we could be in deception. But I assure you that deception is a real big problem in the believer's life and in the middle of the church. Now, this woman was, was tempted. This enemy was using craftiness to tempt her in, in, in her puritanism of state. I believe, when, as I said, that when the Lord got through making Adam and Eve, man, I believe they was way beyond what we would ever begin to imagine on this earth. They, they were just in, 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 in that good condition. But the enemy was able to deceive her, to uh, uh, craft it through the craftiness, deceive her, and he used, according to verse 4, he, he lied to her. The serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. In other words, he used lying and deception. And you know the trouble, the problem that came in, all this destruction, the curse upon the earth, thistles and thorns and all the stuff came in because of that deception. Now, any individual can deceive us and get us into that much trouble. We need to be standing up against this individual. We need to be coming to our Savior and Lord and Savior, rather, that, that, that can and help can, can and want to help us deal with this, this, this wicked enemy that are so subtle. Now, we got individuals, post the enemies working through them, that are able to pull the wool over our eyes, as they say, or deceive us and whatnot. But this enemy here, he is a master at deception. Also, the word of God tells us over in the book of Genesis, if you would turn there, in the book of Genesis, chapter 27, uh, here's another uh, passage of Scripture that talks about this, uh, this craftiness. In Genesis 27, verse 16, I'm sure most of you probably familiar with this passage of Scripture. This is concerning uh, uh, Jacob and his mother and Isaac uh, uh, and Esau. Uh, uh, this, this father, he, he had gotten weak, and he was coming to the end of his life, and he had told, his oldest, uh, uh, told uh, Esau to go out 
and get him some venison, which he lacked it and, and prepared a certain way and whatnot so that he could bless him and get ready to go. Now, the blessing, I'm sure that the Lord was going to give it to uh, uh, Jacob, but this, 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 uh, this uh, son, because of what the mama did, the using craftiness again, deceived uh, uh, Esa, I mean Isaac. He used Jacob. Look at verse 16. And she put, put the skin of the kid upon the, uh, of the goat, upon, upon his hand and upon the smooth part of his neck. See, uh, Esau was a hairy man, and, and, and Jacob was a smooth one. But the mother, she, she, she encouraged him to deceive her husband and this, this child's father. And, and she wrapped him all up and put him all together, whatnot. And afterward, in verse 19, in the word of God said, Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, the firstborn, and, and, and I have done according to as thou, thou bettest me. Arise, I pray, and sit and eat of the venison, that thy soul may bless me. Now, again, here is that deception, not only deception, but lying. He's using uh, this this man here that the Lord is going to bless him. He, he he received a blessing and whatnot, but right in the middle of it, he's using trickery. He's using lying. He's using falsehood. Now, I don't like being deceived. I want to have a fact, you know. I want to know what I'm doing and have a fact and whatnot. So the only way I can really safeguard against deception is that through God's word and try to stay as close as I can to the Lord and lean upon him and cry out to him to expose and and and, and um, lead us around and out of all deception. And he says in verse 20, and, and Isaac said unto the son, how is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord, thy God, brought it to me. Again, lying and 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 uh, saying the Lord is the one that has brought it to me. Now this is uh, as you listen at or heard in the scriptures, in the word also always point out many times in many passages: Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now this is a man that the blessing of the Lord gonna gonna flow through their lives, and the Lord gonna use them greatly. But here. He's caught up in this line and deception. Verse 24, and he said, Are thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. Again, lying. Also, the problem that comes. See, a lot of times we don't maybe, if, if we are not aware, uh, uh, this enemy always going to cause us some problem when we bite into uh, or go into deception, when this deception is all over. Uh, in the beginning, the curse come up on all of the nation and all mankind after that point. We never, we never win when we bite into this deception and we go along with the deception. We got too much to lose to not follow the Lord and try to get close enough to the Lord to expose this deception. Now, uh, uh, what has happened here? Really, I'm not going to have time to really deal with this chapter uh, uh, like I would like to, but uh, the end results, so to speak, in verse 41, 
after Esau had came back and he recognized that his brother had stolen his birthright and whatnot, it caused a lot of hatred. It caused family trouble. And if you ever had family trouble or dealt with someone that has family trouble, the the line deception and the little thing that you think that you gain, you'll find out is not worth it. But anyway, he said, verse 41, And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father had blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, Today of morning, day of morning of my father is at hand. Then I will slay my brother. Can you imagine the problem that it brought? Now, I don't know whether uh, Isaac got a hold to, got a wind of what was really going on that Esau tell his daddy. Now, how do you think this father must feel? He got two sons, and even though he, he, he recognized one has not done fair and has not done right, but he still loved him. And, 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 and now he got this, this other son is, 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 has made a vow, as soon as you are dead, Dad, as soon as my dad is gone, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kill him. Now, how do you think that father must have felt? You're now not able to maybe be there and talk to his son to try to stop him or whatever. He knew he got to go or whatever, but not being able to be there and knowing what is going on. Well, his mother by this time recognizing what, is, what has happened, and I'm sure it's caused a lot of problems in her life. You know, she's wondering, I don't want my son to kill my other son, and now I've caused this big mess and problem. Malice was there and all that. And look at verse 42. And these were and, and these words of Esau, her elder son was told to Rebekah, and she sent and called Jacob, the younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau has touched, does he comfort himself and purposes to kill you? In other words, here this brother took comfort. The only comfort seemed like he took in that when this is over, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna kill you. Now, how do you think that his mother felt afterwards, after the deception? It really wasn't worth it. Uh, and she sent her son away and, and sent him to her, 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 her brother, Laman, and whatnot. But this mother never really got a chance to see the son again because of the lying and because of the deception. See, we always lose when we bite into this deception. I don't care how good it may look. It may be wrapped up in the religious stuff. It may be wrapped up in the music. And a, a lot of the music, brothers and sisters, I, I'm sure the Lord is going to lead us into that, but a lot of the music that are in the churches and whatnot need to be gotten out. I remember some years ago, uh, Dr. Sullivan, they had a, 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 a cassette tape at Hegwish years ago, and he talked about how that, they, they ended up putting him in jail because there were some things they wanted to uh, uh, do in their Christian school and he wouldn't allow it to allow it to be done and whatnot and some of the stuff that they was going to carry out. And they put him in jail. And he talks about it while he was in jail there. He had the uh, book, The Great Planet Earth, and he was, had been reading it there and say that uh, one day one of the fellows that was in the, in the cell with him uh, began to mention and said, well, Rev said, you reading Great Planet Earth, what's that? Uh, Jesse talking about Jesus Christ is not going to win Armageddon. He said, my father is going to win uh, Armageddon. He asked him who his father was. He said, uh, 
my father is Satan, said he was Satan, said he worshiped Satan. And so he told him, said, listen, you better not try to bother me while I'm asleep because the angel of the Lord didn't camp around about me, and the angel of the Lord would take care of your other words just to make it show. Well, he said, oh, oh Rev, I, I, I won't bother you. I'm not going to bother you. He said, matter of fact, I go to a little Christian church sometimes. So I go to the Christian church. And he said, well, I want to say, he asked himself, what in the world you as a Satanist doing in the Christian church? Well, he says, Sir, I, I go down to the little corner church down there and say, they got the best jazz and rock music in town. He said, it's got those Jesus words, but it's my father's music. See, a lot of things has crept into church, and the enemy is using it and just bringing more deception and destruction right in. See, all he want to do, men, women, boys, and girls, is to steal, kill, and to destroy. And any time we bite into deception, I mean, it, it caused so many problems. I remember a few years ago, we, we uh, Pastor John up in New York had a seminar, and he asked everybody to, to speak on certain areas. I think mine was on rap and one other brother was on Christian Christian rap or rock or whatever, and other was on another era. And I tell you, I seen individuals that had been away from the world and music and the problem, a lot of that stuff for years. But that stuff was still packed down in them. And man, it was one of the one of the powerful deliverances that we have seen in a, in a in a long time. Not the power, but it was one of them. So we need to be aware of the suddenness, the craftiness. I've seen so many times individuals, even in choirs, that those religious spirits and the music that's taken over them and had to go and cast those things out of them, another Jesus, another gospel, all kinds of stuff sometimes is packed in there. But anyway, we, we see here that uh, Esau and Jacob, these brothers, the enemy used that craft in the, in, in the middle of them, and he had this brother ready to kill his brother because of what he had done. Now, that, that's a real problem. Now, in the last days, the word of God tells us that, that we need to be aware. We need to be watching out for deception among religious workers. Over in the book of Second Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, uh, uh, he points out a few things right quick. Let's read Go there right quick. Second Corinthians chapter 11, we need to be aware, brothers and sisters, we cannot afford the repercussion of biting into deception, of not being aware of what we are up against and cry out to the Lord to expose and, 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 and destroy this deception in our life because the price that deception going to bring in our life is more than we going to be willing to pay. None of us can can uh, 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 willing to pay what it is going to cost us. I used to hear Pastor John say from time to time, to sin and 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 the enemy way will cost us way more than we're willing to pay, and it'll keep us in bondage way longer than we would want to stay. Now, uh, in in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, look at verse three. He said, "But I fear lest by any means, as the second the guy is through his soul." In other words, he reminded us. Of it was such in the craftiness that he brought into a life that, that deceived her. So should your mind be corrupt. Our mind, he said, will be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. This enemy want to tempt us away 
from from our Lord and say the simple gospel, the word of God. Satan is at work, brothers and sisters, to deceive us, to trick us, to pull us away, to make us feel something that is true that is not true. Uh, uh, he's using his tricks. He's using his wiles. He's using temptation to try to allure us in. And unfortunately, he's done a pretty good job of, of uh, bringing even God people into deception. He says, verse 4, but if he that cometh preach another Jesus, and believe me, that is another Jesus in the middle of the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I, I have confronted any little children that don't have no idea. I remember one instance I was dealing with a little child. The child was two years old, I believe. And and when I started talking to him about Jesus, I mentioned to him, Do do you love my Jesus? And he he he, he just went in from a pleasant child, he went right into a rage and wretch over and tried to attack me. And he said, no, he didn't like my Jesus, but he liked another Jesus. Well, I went right to praying for him, and, and, and he came right, he come right on back down after we, we prayed for him and got that stuff. He was just like him old self. But he said, if he that comes preaches another Jesus whom you has not, whom we have not preached, that is another Jesus. I cast him out many times. I came against him many times. Uh, uh, if you have received another spirit, which we have not received, which which you have not received, another gospel which we have which uh, not accepted, you might bear with him. Bear with him. That word "bear" with means hold up under. Don't give in, but you you bear up. You don't give in to that thing. I suppose that I was not equipped behind the very chief apostle. But though I be rude and speak yet in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. In other words, we we was made manifest. In other words, you was able to see exactly who we were and what we preached and what we stood up uh, stood for. And this is something that we need to be aware of because there's a lot of stuff that been coming to the church. And, men, and much of it has been there a long time, but just because it's been there a long time, it don't mean that it's true. That's why we need to get in the word of God and dig in the word of God and search the scripture and see whether the thing that we are doing or see whether the thing that we are doing, rather, is according to the word of God. He said, verse, verse 7, he said, have I committed an offense of abasing myself? In other words, and, and, and abandoned self. In other words, he was a man that the Lord had used so greatly. The Apostle Paul, if you know anything about him, I mean, he wasn't one of these false apostles. He wasn't one that just had hanged a towel on and, and without, you know, uh, claiming that he was apostle. He said, if I'm not apostle to you, he told the believer, if I'm not apostle to others, I am one to you. So the signs of an apostle was wrought among you, signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. Now we got individuals that are claiming to be apostles, and there is no signs at all that are really following those ministries. Many of them are just uh, uh, the things that are following is signs and lying wonders, maybe, but we don't see the signs of apostle. Uh, apostle means sent one, one that was sent by the Lord to go out and, 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 and preach out and establish churches. He said, I have not built on another foundation. Today, uh, uh, it just seems like the believers are being uh, uh, um, 
you know, pull out of other ministries. People that are already born again are just, you know, are coming into these ministries that are claiming to be apostles. But that wasn't the way the apostle Paul was doing it. He was going out there, and he was going out, and there was dry ground. He was going out there preaching and where nobody was born again, and he left, a ch- left churches established and was running and kept on running. He said uh, uh, he preached the gospel freely. Now, that is something that you, you don't find much today. Every Where you look, individuals uh, uh, preaching seem like for the money. He said, I robbed other churches taking wedges of them to do you service. And when I was present with you uh, uh, and, and wanted, I was chargeable to no man, but which was lacking to me, the brethren which, were, which come from Macedonia supplied and all things I've kept myself from being burdensome to you, and so will I keep myself. You know, that was the attitude of this man. He, 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 he wasn't greedy of the filthy lucas. Now, it takes money to, to, to take care of ministry and whatnot, but that shouldn't be the focus. The focus should be on preaching the gospel, reaching souls, getting people free to follow Jesus, getting, getting lives straightened out. The Lord will take care of the others. Verse 10, he said, as, true, as the truth, truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the, in the region of Achaia. Now, verse 11, he said, wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. It's not because I don't love you, but, but what I do, that will I do, that I may cut off occasions from them which desire occasions, that wherein they glory they be be found even as we are. In other words, this man, as as I mentioned in verse seven, he abandoned self. He 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 wasn't talking about himself. He pointed out that it was Jesus Christ and Him alone was the great one. There was no great men and women. Jesus is the great one. He was just a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. For such are false apostles. Uh, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself has transformed himself as an angel of light. Now, if this, this enemy has transformed himself into a false apostles and angel of light, he's looking to rip us off. He's looking to deceive us. He wants us to bite into the false deception so he can steal, kill, and destroy. And brothers and sisters, I don't want. I don't want my life destroyed. I don't want my family. I don't want the men and women that are coming to the house of God to end up in destruction and deception from the house of God. That's the last place we need deception working at is where people's coming to try to get free. He said, therefore, verse 15, it is no great thing that his ministers shall be transformed into ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their work. He said they are transferred into uh, uh, ministers of righteousness. This ostaceiva is using individuals to transform themselves into uh, a minister of righteousness. It is, a, it is a sign of apostasy, deterioration that has uh, uh, come in. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, starting at the go there, but let's read it right quick. Second Thessalonians chapter Chapter 2, the Word of God points out a little bit about this deception and the sign uh, uh, that, that following. Chapter 2 and verse 10, he said, 
uh, talking about him that coming, he's after the work of Satan, verse 9, with all power and signs and line wonders. Just because there are powerful things seem to be going on, uh, or signs or whatever, it don't have to be from the Lord. We want to make sure that what is going on is coming from the Lord. I've seen many times individuals so-called having signs and wonders, but when those demons are pushed, those things will manifest and will come out, and many of them will even curse our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he said with all deceiving, there's going to be all kinds of deception coming in as we go into the end time. But unrighteousness of them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they may be saved. See, see, the enemy want to deceive us to the point where we receive, won't even receive the love of the truth. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, God's Word. The Word of God is true from the beginning to the end of the Word of God said. The truth is the only thing that we can really put our trust in. The truth is trustworthy. The enemy want to deceive us to the point where we won't even receive the word of truth. Now, also, in the book of Joshua, chapter 9 and 4, Joshua was one of those men that was willing and ready to go up in the promised land, uh, uh, go up in there and kick those enemies out. He was that man that had the other spirit in him. He was a man of faith. But in the book of uh, Joshua, chapter 9 and verse 4, they deceive the Gibeonite verse verse four and verse fourteen fifteen. The Gibeonite deceived him when they was going to go in and, and and wipe those those demonic nations out because that was a figurative of what was going on. Uh, the, the ambassadors they took old clothes the Bible said and old balls and whatnot and shoes and whatnot and put on and deceived Joshua and 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 the people of God that they was from a far country, and they was right right there with the people that they was going to wipe out and destroy. Well, see, they didn't seek the Lord, the word of God, see. They asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Many times when anything comes to us, we don't cry to the Lord and pray about it and seek his faith, but just accept it for faith value. We can easily be brought into deception. Now, this man that the Lord had used, to lead God's people after Moses had, had had went on, and the Lord had put his approval on him. He had magnified Joshua in the sight of, of, of God's people, and he had led them for a long time before this happened and brought victory, the Lord using to bring victory and leading God's people, but yet this man was able, this enemy was able to deceive even him. Now, I, I look at that like this here. If the enemy was able to deceive Joshua, who am I? The only way I can deal with him and this deception is through my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that is trying to stay close to him and, and, and cry out to him and plead with him to lead and guide me and help me and strengthen me and do all the things that I need him to do to help me to be aware of this deception because there are so many of God's people has just bit, bit into the deception that the enemy has brought in. Revelation 12 and 9, he says, the great dragon was cast out. Dragon, uh, uh, that could be even, I believe, tied into the Bible, 
because he's that one of the dragon, he said, uh, was cast out. And that old serpent, which called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. Now, if this is Leviathan are tied into him, I believe it is. Well, well there's a spirit of pride, there's self-exaltation. You know, you, the uh, individuals, want to lift themselves up to the point where they are not even willing to take a look at uh, the fact that I, I could be deceived, that pride is wrapped up in that. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Now, you know, most of you understand it's hard to really influence a lot of people. And anybody that's able to delude and mislead the whole world, you know that individual is clever. He, he's crafty. And we need our Savior because if he's able to deceive all these brilliant, so-called brilliant and smart folk, what about us? What about me? The only way I can deal with him in this deception is through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So these demons are right there with him. Look in also in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. The apostle Paul, after they had dealt with the immorality that was in the church and some problems that was in that, they had kicked out this man, and they didn't want to let him come back even after, I believe, he had repented and whatnot. But the uh, uh, apostle Paul recognized that they needed to really take a good look at this stuff here. And he said in verse 11, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, he said, Let Satan should get an advantage of us, so we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. If, if, we, if we are not watchful, you know, we can start off on, a, on the right track and still yet get swiped or hit with deception. We need to be aware of Satan's tricks. We need to be aware of his devices. So contrary you ought to rather forgive him. In other words, individuals that, that need forgiving one need to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps one be swallowed up in much sorrow. So when individuals has committed offenses and done things wrong, if we ain't careful, the enemy can slip in there and get advantage over, and we need to be willing to forgive and not only forgive and comfort the individual that has even caused the problem. Also, in the book of Second Thessalonians, uh, uh, chapter two, chapter three and five, here Paul, concerned about the enemy, would use temptation to pull the people away that he had been ministering to. He said, "For this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by any means the tempter has tempted you, and I labor in vain." He knew how clever this tempter was. He knew how clever this enemy was, and he was concerned. He was trying to uh, uh, protect them and also uh, allow them to be preached the truth and expose this enemy so they would not give in to that temptation, that deception. Uh, tempter means try to make a person do something. This enemy is right there at every point. As a pastor, I've looked at this happen. He's always there when we try to follow Jesus Christ or we set out to try to follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's always there to try to make us do something. And you know if he's trying to make us do something, it is not the right thing. It is deceptive. It is a problem to us when we do. 
appeal strongly. He's trying to appeal strongly. Otherwise, Paul, he's going to try to get you to do something other word, and also he's going to be he's going to appeal strongly. He's going to allure you or try to allure you. Also, uh, uh, the way they handle him, according to Ephesians 4.27, don't give him no place. We need to try to seek the Lord and cry out to him and follow his word to the point that we don't give no place to the devil. Also, in the book of First uh, Peter chapter 5 and 8, uh, Satan and his demons are trying to prey upon men. He said, be so be diligent because your adversary, the devil, that's a rolling lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour, that he can just gulf God's people's down. He said, who resists the steadfast in the faith, knowing the same affliction are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Every one of us are going to are going to have to deal with this this tempter, this deception, and whatnot. Many times the enemy will try to deceive men and women, make them want to give up because they they look at it. Ain't nobody really going through this but me. I'm the only one that are facing this problem. But he said every individual is is up against the same thing. We need to be aware of this. Second Corinthians chapter four. And one, uh, he used subtlety and craftiness. Uh, 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 the enemy using it, brothers and sisters, and we are to reject this stuff after ministry. We need to reject uh, uh, this craftiness and subtlety. He says, "Therefore, said we have this ministry and receive mercy. We faint not. In other words, we don't give up." He said, "Having renounced the hidden things of dishonesty." Other word, renouncing it. Other word, rejecting dishonesty. Not walking in crafting. Not handling the, the word of God deceiving, but by manifestation of the truth. The word is not to be handled deceitful. That he said, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That's the way the ministry should run. This crafting is this deception as a as a body. As a believer, as a minister, as a uh, uh, body of the member of Christ, uh, 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 members of the body of Christ, this is to be rejected. Look also in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, 14. The enemy want to uh, 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 keep God's people as babes. He don't want them to grow up. When we stay, uh, get called and get to the place where we are not uh, uh, edified and built up and brought into maturity, he said that we henceforth be no more children. He wants us to mature, tossed to and forth, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. In other words, slight means clever tricks and cunning craftsmen whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Now, he said the enemy using individuals with, with clever tricks, clever in deceit, skillful, sly. There are individuals that the enemy is using to bring in deception, to carry out by every winning doctrine. Man, I I I I, I just marvel, and I I say this humbly because uh, uh, without the Lord, you know, there's just no way we're going to be able to stand up against this deception. I think I remember Pastor Mike was teaching a message once, and he he mentioned in the message. So the minute we think that we 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 are above deception, we we are we are caught right in it or something to that extent. Uh, 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 but this enemy got individuals that he slight of men, men that are clever in tricks. Now we we need to we need to be aware of this. Clever in deceit, skillful, sly in deceit. 
Well, this enemy brother and sister, he, 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 he's not trying to help us. According to John 10, 10, he said, The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life, and you may have it more abundantly. The enemy will try to push and pull us from, from uh, uh, every direction. One need to, you know, be aware of this and dig deep, hear the word of God, and lay that foundation on the rock. I believe that that's one of the things that's going to help us and, and help us to be safe, uh, guarded against this, this wicked enemy. Luke 6.48, and it says, he, he is talking about that individual that hears the word and do what the word says. He said, he is like a man which built a house, and he dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Jesus Christ is that rock. And when the flood rolled, the stream beat Demeter upon that house. It could not shake it, but it was founded upon the rock. Now, everybody know it takes a lot of work to build a house, and nobody want to put all that work out just to see it being uh, ripped apart by the wind, the storm, and whatnot. And every one of us going to be tested by the same thing, that storm. But what's going to determine whether we stand or not, whether we're able to weather it or not, is that we get founded on God's word. He said, but he that hears and does not is like a man without a foundation. See, the enemy don't want you to be a hearer and doer of the word because he knows that he will not be able to shake you and shake the church if they are founded on the word of God. It is like a man without a foundation that built a house up on earth and against which the stream did beat them at them, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the word, the destruction of that house were great. Well, I don't want, I don't want my brothers and sisters to be, be destroyed. I don't want ruin working in the midst of my life. Also, in the, in the, in, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, one needs spiritual enlightenment, spiritual perception, knowledge of God's word in order uh, uh, to really stand or to stand on to be able to help deal with this deception. Listen to what he says here. For God who commends the light to shine out of darkness. See, when that light shines, when the light of the Lord Jesus Christ shines, it exposes darkness. It exposes the lies. It exposes the deception. It will expose uh, the craftiness. It will expose this, this destructive stuff that the enemy wants to bring into our life. It will shine in our heart, giving light. It will give light for the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Listen at what it says, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us. It is done through our Lord and Savior. Because we are troubled on every side but not distressed. In other words, when the light shines, we recognize that our Lord is able to deal with this stuff. We don't get caught into this deception where we want to give up and, and feel defeated. We 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 are troubled on every side but not distressed. We are not brought into this distress. See, the enemy are using or want to use these things to bring the believers or the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in to this distress, but the Lord don't want this. We will not be brought into distress. Now, trouble 
uh, can cause a lot of concern. It will make God's people, if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus, make us want to give up, make us angry with the Lord if you ain't careful. We talked about that trouble thing a few weeks ago. But he said not distress. Uh, uh, also, we are perplexed, but not in despair. In other words, we, we are not him in because the Lord can make a way out of us, way out for us. He is able to keep us comfortable right in the middle of all the stuff that is going on. He said we're persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. We will not lose hope. See, the enemy wants to uh, use these things to cause God's people to feel that there's just no way we'll be able to make it. We want to give up and we want to throw in the towel or whatever. But when, when the truth of the gospel, the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shine in, we see exactly who our Lord and Savior really is. He, he's able to bring victory. He's able to make a way out. He's able to strengthen you and I more than ten mighty men. He's able to do exceedingly beyond what we can think about and what we can ask for. He's always been able to defeat this enemy and get our people out of the bondage that the enemy has made for us. Acts 13 and 10, and, and uh, uh, through sorcery, he talks about uh, the child of the devil, the, 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 uh, the man that's full of all solitude. We're going to run into these things with individuals trying to creep right into the middle of the church. I've run into so much witchcraft. Individuals, some of them I don't even think they knew that they was being manipulated and bound and, 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 and these spirits of sorcery and witchcraft and stuff were working in their life. Many of them think it's the spirit of God. A lot of times people have had bondage in their family line and whatnot and whatnot. Maybe they hadn't dealt with the stuff themselves, but those spirits are back there. And if that, that stuff is in our, in our family and in our lives, those demons will try to manipulate and, and try to work. That's why we need freedom to get that garbage up out of our life. But he said he was sold. He said, O full of all souls, all mystery, thou child of the devil. Now, I don't want anyone that is a child of the devil nowhere messing with me and my household or the fellowship because he's not going to help us. He's there to rip us off. He's there, those demons, enemies are there to rip us off, to try to steal, kill, or destroy marriage or whatever. He said, you are enemy of all righteousness. Anything, anybody that's an enemy of all righteousness, he said, will thou not cease to pervert the right way of the Lord? Anytime we're up against things like this, we need all that we can get from the Lord. He's the only one that can prepare us for this. He's the only one that can enlighten us. He's the only one that can help us and give us victory over this wicked enemy. Also, in the, in the book of Psalm 83, God's enemy, he said, this is, he's talking about this was God's enemy. He said, they take crafty counsel against the people of God, concerted against the the uh, 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 against our hidden ones. He is there taking crafty. He's trying to destroy, deceive God's people. Verse verse twelve. He said, "Who said, let us take of ourselves the house of God in possession?" So you see why we need to be aware, we need to be watching. Everything that goes on in the church is not necessarily coming from the Lord. The enemy slips in there, and he brings deception. He brings this problem into the church, and many times people think that everything 
that said in the, in, in the middle of churches and whatnot got to come from the Lord. Many times they think that we are too spiritual. Our individuals are too great to be deceived. We need to be watchers. We need to be aware and, and, and whatnot of this deception so that we can get it up out of our lives. He want to take possession of God's house. Now, the last place we need the enemy in possession at is in God's house. A lot of people just can't even begin to believe that the enemy is not uh, uh, in control, not even in control, but they can't even believe that he's working in fellowship sometimes. They just think everything that is said, they just think everything that comes out of leaders and comes out of individuals' mouths coming from the Lord, some of this process and some of this stuff that is going on, all you got to do is just, just look at what the Word of God says. You will recognize it can't, it cannot come from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse, verse 14, verse, uh, verse uh, 13, his prayer, the, the, the summit prayer. He said, my God, make them like, the, like a wheel out of the stubble before the wind. Now, we're not to pray and ask the Lord to address the people, but the wicked enemy behind it. As a fire burneth wood, as a flame setteth the mountain on fire. Father, set this wicked, these wicked demons on fire. Destroy that stuff, other words. Also, so so persecute them with thy tempers and make them afraid with thy storm. The prayer, make them afraid, Lord. You 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 let them be afraid. Fill thy faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Let them be put to shame and perish, that that men may know that thou whose name alone is Jehovah, art, they art the most high over all the earth. Listen, brothers and sisters, this enemy want to take over the church. He didn't change. He wants to take over God, the house of God, in possession. Now, an enemy got a clever plan that can deceive Adam, I mean Eve, rather, in the Puritan state. You think he's not going to try to come right in the house of God? Many times I've been to places and the demons just manifesting and, and parading all through the so-called, well, the church, really, the church. He's, care, uh, he's in the song. Many times he's in the testimony. Pride is, is what not. It just, and it's, it's all over the place. And many other things that should be kicked out of the church. I'm sure the Lord sit back. And, 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 and it's breaks his heart to see his children caught up in deception. Just as you as a parent would, if you see your children caught up in some great deception, it breaks our heart. It breaks our Savior's heart when this enemy is sitting up in God's house and we refuse to even take a look or think that we could be deceived. Shannon, you say you want to take a break at the top of the album, thinking we're Absolutely, folks. If you're tuning in tonight, uh, you're listening to Pastor James Mobley. He's pastor of Called Out Assembly Church, located in Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, website for the ministry is calledoutassembly.org. You can also reach him at area code 708-446-9745. We're going to take about a five-minute break, and then we're going to be back with uh, Pastor James. We'll also be opening the lines tonight if you need prayer, 917-889-2745. We'll be right back after this break. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. 
We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, high above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, high above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For so these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We loose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We loose the spirits of courage. We loose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we loose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we loose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen, and welcome back to Omega Man Radio. As I was listening to uh, Pastor Wynn Worley, uh, who was speaking in that uh, recorded audio I just played, I call these the warfare prayers. I looked at the clock, I, I saw it was 9-11. It made me think, we're launching a, a surprise attack against the host of hell tonight. And uh, we're already getting uh, backlash, folks. The The enemy is not happy with Omega Man Radio. He's not happy that uh, night after night on this program, we're bringing men of God like Pastor James Mobley tonight who's bringing a real meat of the word, studying the word, a powerful message from the Lord. And the enemy's not happy with it. So that's fine. Let him take his best shot. Got to get through the angels of God and the blood of Jesus. <laughs> and I hope the enemy gets a lot more angry because we're going to intensify efforts and uh, do all we can to strike a blow on Satan and his host of hell for as long as our spirit is in our bodies. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Keep us in prayer, though. Keep all the uh, pastors in prayer that uh, come on night after night and uh, bring the word of God. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we've got Pastor James Mobley on tonight. He's pastor of the Called Out Assembly Church in Melrose Park, Illinois. Website is calledoutassembly.org. You can reach... Uh, the ministry at 708-446-9745. I'd encourage you to uh, contact Pastor James and the fine folks there at the Called Out Assembly Church. And um, if you're in the area, definitely go over and worship with them there in Melrose Park. Let's get uh, Pastor James back on. Stand by. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. The God microphone you. is yours. All right. As I was saying about this area, this is an area that we need to take a real good look at and allow the Lord to work in our life. He can defeat this enemy. And every enemy that we come against, uh, 
when the enemy comes against us like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, he said, he would just raise up that standard. Uh, he's able to bring down this enemy. He he, he brings this enemy down. He brings it down hard. Uh, he's been defeating him from the beginning. Uh, uh, but anyway, when we are dealing with this enemy, in the book of Job, chapter 5, five starting at verse 12, we need to ask the Lord to disappoint this enemy devices. See, he has left prayers, and these are inspired prayers. And they were dealing with this this enemy. This is some of the uh, prayer. These are some of the prayers that they prayed. He says in verse 12, disappoint the devices of the crafty. Ask the Lord to disappoint him. He can. He will. He said, what are we asking in Jesus' name? He will do. So that their hand cannot perform their enterprise. So they can't deceive. They can't bring this deception. Uh, he takes the wise in his own craft. In other words, he's able to take them in their own craftiness. And the counsel followed a carried headlong. Forward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime. In other words, in the middle of the day, they are met with darkness and will not be able to see their way. This is what our God can and willing and will do for us as we cry out. And we ask him to do that right now. He said, and grope in the noonday as in night. In other words, right in the middle of the day, they, they are just as in night. In other words, grope means one has to feel their way right in the middle of day, right in the middle of what they're doing. All of a sudden, as the Lord began to put pressure on them, they'll be like an individual that has to feel their way through even in the brightest times. He said, but, but, but but he says this the poor. In other words, those that are poor, those that are in a position where they can't do anything. See, God loves the poor. He wanna bring the poor out, he wanna save the live the poor from the sword, from the destruction that they had planned to bring in him, bring into our lives, from their mouth and from the hand of the mighty. The stuff that are coming deception, the stuff, the lies, the tricks that are coming out of the mouth. He can save, and he want to save, he will save, and from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope. See, he, he, he do a work, and he want to do a work, and we need to be crying out to the Lord to do this so that those that will not be able to make it, those that can't see nothing else but gloom, see themselves in a place where they are not able to get out, but they will have hope, will have good expectation for the future. No matter how bad things get, Hope tells us things are going to get better because our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is in charge, and he's the one that rules in the kingdom of the heathen. He's the one that is God. He is our king. He is our daddy. The spirit of God, he must cry out, daddy, I'm a father. And he said, so the poor can have hope. Verse, verse 17, behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. We need to receive correction. If there's deception in our life or any other thing that are contrary to God's word, as he corrects us, we need to receive correction. Despise not the chasing of the Almighty. For he, verse 18, for he makes it sore and he binds up the wound. He, and his hand makes whole. He, he shall deliver thee in six trouble. Yea, in seven, that shall no evil touch you. As he bring you out. He can do it with a clean slate. And famine, he shall redeem thee from death and in war from the power of the sword. That's who our God is. A little bit 
just a little bit of description who he is. Brothers and sisters, that's powerful. Our God can do this. He said, thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue. In other words, our God, right in the middle of all the stuff that's going on, right in the middle of all that the enemy is trying to do in God's people's life, our God can hide us. We ask him to hide every man, woman, boy, girl that belongs to you tonight, oh God. Hide us in your provision. He said, he, he, he's able to hide from the scourge of the tongue. Thou shalt not be afraid of destruction when it comes. In other words, he want to do a work in our life. He said, as the destruction of famine, thou shalt, thou shalt laugh. Thou shalt laugh. Neither shall thou be afraid of the beast of the earth. Our God can take care of his children. Our God is mighty. He's almighty God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's been exalted to the right hand of the Father with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And he said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpent scorpions and over all the power then. But we can't do it on our own. We got to come to him. We got to surrender to him. We got to allow him to bring freedom and, and enlightenment and truth. Another passage of scripture in the book of John eight forty four. He said, Ye are of your uh, of your father the devil, and the lust of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he abhorred not and the truth. This enemy, brother system, I don't care how he tried to deceive or try how he tried to make people see him. He will not abort in truth because there is no truth in him. He will not abide in the word of God. He will not abide with our Lord. He said, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks it of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Look at Galatians chapter 2 and 4 here, chapter 2 and verse 4. He says here, and that they call false brethren, Brethren, false brethren, unaware, brought in. In other words, they slipped in when nobody was noticing. This enemy tried to slip individuals in to bring problem in. Many times he's even has, has bound up sometimes well-meaning believers that are led by the wrong spirit, or got wrong things in their life and, de- and, 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 and deceived and thinking they are of God and determined to try to spew them all through the house of God. He said false brethren came in. Uh, uh, unaware. They slipped in one translation. I was reading that one time I heard he talked about they slipped in through the slide door. They slipped in when nobody was watching. That's why we need to be in fellowships and churches where God has put individuals over that he has chosen to be watchmen over the house of God, over the people of God so that they can be aware and watching out uh, 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 called to be this watchman so that they can be watching out brought in on where who came in privately to spy out our liberty. See, this enemy don't want us to walk in freedom. He don't want us to walk in the liberty that Christ has given us, which you ha- which have in Christ Jesus, that they may bring us into bondage. This enemy wants to deceive God's people back into bondage. He don't want us walking in liberty. He don't want us walking in the truth. He don't want us to know who our Father is. He don't want us to uh, 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 be nursed up in good doctrine. He don't want us to stand on the word of God because he knows that as long as God's people are walking in truth and uh, are being taught the word of God, he knows that he's got a real problem. The word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, cut to the body of the soul and spirit, goes to the intent of the heart. That is no creature that is not manifest in the sight of the word. This end want to bring us in, in bondage. Now look at what the Apostle Paul said. 
This is so serious. He said, to whom we gave place by the devil. In other words, we didn't come subject. We cannot afford to come subject to the deception, the lies, and the, the error, the problem that the enemy want to bring in to our fellowships in their life. Whom we give uh, uh, place by suggestion, no, not for an hour. He said, not for one hour. We can, cannot afford to let this enemy slip in, not even for an hour. Now, that's powerful. Not even for an hour, he can do, he can, he can, he can do so much harm. In even an hour, I believe. He said that the truth of the gospel may continue. Paul recognized the truth of the gospel, the good news, salvation, healing, and deliverance need to continue. Not even allow the enemy to come in for an hour because if he come in for an hour, he got to be kicked out. He got to be exposed, the problem. And Paul even had to go to some real extent to expose this enemy in Galatia there, and get them back on track because witchcraft had come in, error had come in, uh, works had come in, a whole whole bunch of problems had come in through uh, this false this false stuff. He said, we wouldn't allow it for an hour that the truth of the gospel may continue. We need the truth of the gospel to continue in the middle of God, people, at all times. We don't want this enemy. We cannot afford to let him come in, not even for one hour. Now, how do you think the Lord feels when all of the false teaching, the false garbage that are being spewed in the lives of God people, individuals, young children, and, and individuals that maybe has not matured yet, are, are grabbing these things as true and are swallowing this stuff, hook, sink, and line and everything, and finding out many times years later they had been into deception. We have prayed for individuals for hours and hours over the years that has picked up deception and garbage right in the middle of churches, and we had to spend hours on the floor tossing that stuff up out of them and stuff. Now, he said, not for an hour that the truth may continue. Now, I want you to turn real quickly to the book of John 8, chapter 30, eight, uh, chapter 8 and verse 30. And listen to what Jesus told the, the believers. He said, as he spake these words, many believe on him. He said, as he spake these words, there was many of them that believed on him. Then said Jesus unto the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, See why we don't need to allow the enemy to come in for an hour? He said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Then are you my followers. We need to follow Jesus at all costs. We need to continue to follow Jesus at all times. And he said, then, in other words, ye shall know the truth. We will know what is trustworthy. We will be able to recognize the truth, and the truth will make you free. Friends, we cannot, we need to cry out to the Lord to get the error out of our life, and we need to cry out to the Lord and get on track so that we be just like the Apostle Paul was. No, 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 not even for one hour. When the error, when the deception and the garbage try to come in the church, no, not for an hour, not even give us, give us, give time for testimony that we can not even 10 minutes, not even five minutes. This enemy needs to be stopped. 
The individual that is maybe using, if they're willing to come out and, and turn the stuff, yes, but if they're not willing to turn it loose and whatnot, not even for an hour, not even 15 minutes, I say. The, the, so that, the, so that the, the truth can continue. If you continue on my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the I want to know the truth. It is the truth that will make you free. I want to be free. I want God's people to be free. Also, uh, uh, in the book of First uh, Chronicles, chapter 21 and 1 through uh, 8, that we won't take time to read it and whatnot, but read it sometime. David was manipulated and deceived into numbering the children of Israel. And 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 the uh, uh, the servant said, you know, the Lord always has really give the help that he needed, and he he defeated the enemy. Why go out and do this other word? And 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 it really was a bondable. The Bible said to uh, 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 Joab, and the, the the end result of this deception that was started. I mean, a fourteen thousand men that failed. Now, how do you think David felt after? He had allowed the enemy to deceive him and to numbing the children of Israel. The pestilence, the swords fell upon God's people because of David's sin. He was deceived. And see, the enemy has a clever plan. Now, I'm sure if David had known this up front, there's no way he would have failed for that deception. There's no way he would allow this, this to happen, but the enemy cleverly deceived even this man after God's own heart into a number of the children of Israel and 14,000, I believe it were, men fell because of that. See, brothers and sisters, we need to get as close as we can to the Lord and cry out for leading and guiding and direction so that we don't give in to this enemy and exception. We will always lose unless the Lord just sovereignly step in when we bite into deception. Uh, uh, also, Moses, in Numbers chapter 11, verse 10, 11, and verse 14, Moses was dealing with God's people, and they were mumbling and grumbling, and, you know, as people do, as a, as a leader of your home, you can find sometimes that God's people may be in a state where they're mumbling or grumbling or the church or whatever, and, 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 and this, this man, even Moses, after the Lord had worked with this man, led him and done so many other powerful works. There's so many powerful works right in the midst of him. This enemy had manipulated Paul, I mean Moses, into carrying a burden that he should have cast it on the Lord. You know, the enemy is able sometimes to clever step in and have us to carry stuff. He said, I I, I can't carry the burden of all these all these people. I'm not able to bear all these people alone making him feel that he was alone. How many recognize once Christ come in our life, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We are never alone. When we're finding Jesus Christ and trying to do his work, he won't leave us. We are not alone. But if any many times he want to make us feel that I'm in this alone, I'm, I'm all by myself. Well, what, what Moses should have done, uh, 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 Instead of carrying that load, uh, uh, those cares, uh, he should have done as David did. Now, it took a while for David to, to recognize this, I believe. In Psalm 55, David wanted to run away because of the strife and contention and, 
he said was hitting him like a storm and all that. And he was he was really want to deal with things to come away, just run away and live in a wilderness, live in a place where he shouldn't even be able to survive at. But down there in, in Psalm 55, verse 22, he said he cast his cares upon the Lord. See, brothers and sisters, we need to uh, 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 be led by the Lord and so he can remind us and help us when when we get all burdened down with these cares to cast that stuff on the Lord because he has already carried our burden. According to Isaiah 53 and 4, he, surely he has borne our grief. He has carried our sorrow. He has already carried our burden. Also, Elijah made, was made to feel the enemy deceive him to make him feel that he was all alone. When he was on that journey, he had just uh, uh, saw the Lord work mightily and whatnot, but this man began to request in First Kings 19 and 4 that I might die. It's enough, Lord, now, Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father. I'm just as bad off as my father, or the word, those that were dead, I believe. And he said, I have been very zealous for other Lord, I've been working for you. I've been working for the Lord of hope. And the children of Israel has forsaken your covenant. These folks done, done left what your word said. And and fall down thy altar and slain the prophet with the with the sword. And I, even I, am left. And they seek my life to take it over. There's nobody else willing to stand up. Now I know there's a lot of problems as it were in in in, in uh, Elijah's day, Elijah's day. You know, there are a lot of problems. There are a lot of folks out there. And usually those that are on the bandwagon and with the false stuff of forsaking the word of God, the truth, they outnumber those uh, 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 so, so much, those that are really following Jesus. And he didn't see nobody really standing up for truth, for righteousness. But the Lord took care of him in that. He took care of him in all that. Even though he was he, he bought bit into the deception, he, he, he wanted to go home. The Lord took care of him. The Lord just didn't leave him because he fell into deception and whatnot. But uh, uh, he said, I am here alone. When the Lord said he got thousands of prophets that hadn't bowed to, to Baal, you are never alone. The Lord always got somebody. Uh, 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 Matthew eleven twenty eight. He said, come unto me, all ye that are laden and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you. In other words, get yoked up with Christ and, and, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my but if we get yoked up with the Lord, things will be easier for us. But if we get yoked up with the deception and lies, man, we got a real problem. And that stuff keeps us bound up. That yoke needs to be broken. Also, uh, we have support. You know, uh, uh, Exodus 19 and 4, he said, you have seen what I did to the Egyptian and how I bore you on eagle wings and brought you to myself. Listen, I don't care what the enemy has cooked up, how much deception he brought in. We will repent and really cry out to the Lord. The Lord will bring us back to himself. He said, the eternal God, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 33, 27, he said, the eternal God is our refuge. You and I have a refuge. He says, matter of fact, the word of God says, the name of the Lord is a strong, mighty, high tower. The righteous run in. You need to run to Jesus when trouble comes, when deception comes, when problems come. Run to Jesus. And underneath underneath are his everlasting arm. You know, it was the mighty stretched out hand, the arm of God that brought his people out 
Oh, God, we ask you to bring you, your folks out tonight with a mighty stretched out hand and has struck out thy enemy from before thee. Father, please, stretch them out in Jesus' name and shall say, destroy. Destroy not the people that the enemy is using, but those wicked demons. Father, the east front of God is our refuge. He's our place of protection. Matter of fact, over the psalm that he says, God is our refuge. A very, a, a, a God is our refuge. I also spent a very present help in the time of trouble. He said, though the earth be removed, and carry it into the midst of the sea. Be still and know that I am God. I am the creator. I am the ruler. I am God. Man, we, we, we got a refuge. We, we got the strength. And he said, you know, God is in the middle of it. Whatever's going to go on, he's in the middle of it. And also he tells that, you know, he will be exalted in the middle of the heathen. Our God will be exalted. All he wanted to do is cry out to him, cry out for mercy, cry out for forgiveness. All he won't turn us away. Isaiah 6, 46 and 4. He said, even of old, even, even to you, old age, I am he. The hurry hair, I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear, and I will carry you and deliver you. Even when you get old, you don't have to worry about it. The Lord will take care of you, even in old age. Look, look at what it says here in Isaiah 41. I know the enemy is raging. He's trying to do everything he can to stop God's people. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. He said, fear not. He's telling his people, his children, those that are weak, those that cannot do anything, really. He said, fear not. So I am with thee. You know, that, 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 should, that should bring comfort to every believer. I am with you. Almighty God, love you, that love you, will never forsake you, will do everything he can to protect and help lead and guide us. He said, I am with you. The one that gave his son, his only begotten son, allowed him to shed his blood on Calvary Cross that we could receive the salvation. He said, I am with thee. Be not, don't allow anything of the word to make you afraid. He said, I am thy God. He's not only our God. He said he's the God of all gods. So regard to who? come again, witchcraft, whatever it is, he is the God of all God. He said, I will strengthen you. I will give you the strength. If we come to him in humility and cry out to the Lord for help and repent, he said, I will help thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that are incensed, all them that are hardened against thee shall be ashamed and confounded, and shall be as nothing. That's what our God is able to do. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Paul talks about when he was all by himself, seemed like, in Second Timothy 4, 16, so at my first answer, nobody stood with me. Some of you may feel or think that you're all alone. But he said, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that that may not be laid to that charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. If you if you will allow the Lord, if you will come to him in honest and truth, and you're trying to follow him, the Lord will stand with you. And he said he strengthened me that by by the preaching, by by, by me preaching, might be 
fully known. In other words, he was able to fully preach the gospel to all the Gentiles they might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of my hand. In other words, I was delivered out of a lion's mouth of the word. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, whom be glory forever and ever. Well, listen, brothers and sisters, the Bible says the Lord has no respect to person. Matter of fact, he tells us that he doesn't have a respect to person that him is seen. Well, our God don't have no respect to person. If we would allow him in line up with his word, he, 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 he would deliver us. He would be there with us. He would take care of us. Psalm 462, therefore I will not not feel. He said, though the earth be removed, though the mountain be carried into the midst of the sea, though the water be rolled, be troubled, the mountain shake with the swell of the earth. God is right in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her. And that right early. The Lord of hosts, God's army, the Lord of hosts, the Lord's army, the God of Jacob is our rescue. Be still, verse 10, and know that I am God and I will be exalted in the middle of the heathen. Habakkuk in chapter, in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 2, verse 3, and verse 4, Habakkuk was deceived into trying to carry that burden also. He was seeing all the troubles and all the dishonesty that was going on in the middle of God's people and, and you know, and people was oppressing folks and the law was slack, judgment was never going forth, people were not fat, and it really brought a burden on him. But guess what? As we look at all the murder and all the stuff, the, the injustice many times that are going on even right in the middle of God's people, brothers and sisters, we got to learn to not be deceived in trying to carry that burden, but to cast that burden on the Lord. Thank God for uh, his way. Uh, Zephaniah, uh, Zephaniah chapter 3 and 5, he said, the just Lord is in the midst. You know, we got to recognize, brothers and sisters, that even when we are up against uh, this, this deception and individuals fall into deception and will not be fair, will not treat people right, uh, uh, when, when, well, let's read that verse four. He said, "The prophets are a light and treacherous person. The priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. Everywhere, when the law, when the truth was not going, when the when the sanctuary had been polluted, he said, the just Lord is in the midst thereof. He will do no iniquity. He ain't gonna do wrong. He ain't gonna get with the wrongdoers. He's not gonna mistreat." Uh, uh, none. He said, every morning does he bring this judgment to light. Every morning. He fail not, but the unjust, they know no shame. A few more minutes and, 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 and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cut off here. Also, if you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Romans. A lot of times God's people get stressed out about things that the Lord is working and will work and turn around and work it out in our favor. But he says, we've we got to be able to trust the Lord. The Bible said we need to get to the place where we trust the Lord with all of our heart and not lean to our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Romans eight twenty eight, he said, and we know that all things work together for the good for them that love God and who are called according to his purpose. Brothers and sisters, how many times we worry 
and 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 and, and get wrapped up in the deception that the enemy is bringing in our lives when the Lord is working in things. And because we're not able to really see what's going on, we fall into the lies and deception, and we really think that we are doomed in a time. We're thinking that the thing that we are dealing with just going to wipe us out or cause many, many troubles or harm, and the Lord uh, uh, take things and work those things out to the good. Look at verse 29. For whom he did foreknew, he predestinated to be confirmed into the image of his son. See, the Lord is trying to confirm us. He's trying to squeeze us into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many many brethren. Whom he did predestinate, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. That word justified means declared not guilty. He declared his children not guilty. Now, the enemy want to always make us feel that we are guilty, but he justified. And whom he justified, he has also glorified. Spiritually, this is, this is in the spiritual realm as what has taken place in everyone that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He said, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody is able to defeat our God, and he is for us. And who can be a good? He that spared not his own son, but delivered us, delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? He said, now he gave his son for that reason. Verse 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that has died and he is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God who maketh innocent. See, Jesus Christ is not there charging us. He's there pleading the case, saying, Lord, Father, rather, I died on the cross. I shed my blood for that. Every time the enemy try to accuse God's children, they are justified. We are declared guilty because we believe in Christ. And when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Look at this next verse. 35. Who shall separate us from the love of nothing? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, naked pearls, sword. As it is written, for thou sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquered through him that loves us. We are not just conquered, but he said we are more than a conqueror. This is God's word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand the word of God said. We are not only conquered through him. We cannot only conquer this stuff through him, but we are more than a conqueror. We got to get lined up. We got to be aware. He said, for I'm persuaded that neither death lies, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor thing present, nor thing of the word. Nothing is here. Nothing's going to come. Nothing in the heaven. Nothing in the earth. Nothing. Neither height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, brothers and sisters, thank God for God's plan. 
Romans 5.1, and we're closing, I think, here. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Now, everyone uh, uh, hinder us uh, from seeing ourselves the way the Lord fears. There's many problems that have come in. As a pastor, I've dealt with so many problems that have come in and tried to make God people's wrestle. He said, therefore, being justified by faith. See, when you believe in Jesus Christ as for your salvation and stuff, he said you are justified. That word justified means declared not guilty by faith. We have peace. With the other words, our relationship is right with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way our relationship will ever be right with God. Because all of our righteousness, the Bible says, is out of the fifth array. He said, by whom we have access by faith into grace. So we have access by faith. And that faith, he said, that faith is not our own. It is a gift that comes from God. We have faith into grace. In other words, God's unmerited favor. We have access into this grace, into his unmerited faith, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Listen at verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Because why we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation works patience—a virtue that we need. As we go through the trials and whatnot, the Lord is working that stuff out for our good. And patience, experience—it's good to know. See, if you've been on a job a while, you have some experience. And as you deal with these things, the Lord going to uh, 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 work experience in you. Experience, if you find the Lord, will let you know he take care of his children in all the situations that they are confronted with. He works somehow. He delivers. He heals. He's going to bring his children through all the way until they get to their heavenly home. Man. And experience hope. After you got some experience, you got hope. When stuff comes, you 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 got that hope. You got that good expectation. In other words, despair don't overwhelm you, and you want to throw up your hands and go hope. Experience hope. You know, and write in your spirit, write that spiritual hope inside. Don't care how bad things get, things gonna get better. It's when we fall into despair and hopelessness. That's when we get overwhelmed. And he says, verse 5, and hope maketh not ashamed. Why? This hope will not, will not leave you ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Now, the love of God, the Bible said, many waters can't drown love. The word of God said, love is do all things. Love seeketh not his own. Love is not even provoked. Love believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. It's shed abroad in the heart through the Holy Ghost, which God has given us, the Holy Spirit. He said, when we were without strength, when you and I was, before you was even born again. See, before you came to the Lord Jesus, you didn't have our strength. I didn't have any strength. Before we when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. But God commended his love toward us. 
that while we were yet sinning, we were yet in our sin, we were yet sinning, Christ died. Much more than being now justified, how? By his blood. You are justified. I am justified by the blood. You need this foundation because if not, these these demons gonna shake you. They're gonna make you want to go. They're gonna make you feel that you're not born again. You got to know what the word of God said because especially when you're gonna attack the enemy in deliverance, you're gonna see some things. The enemy gonna shake, try to shake everything in you around you. So you need to know that at least that you're secure in the hand of the Father. You need to know what the Word of God says. You need to know that you're justified when you make mistakes or fall into error or snare. You need to know that it's not because of your goodness that this is happening, but much more than being justified by the blood. I'm justified. You that believe are justified because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We shall be saved from the wrath through who? We're going to be saved through him, not in ourselves, not in our work. So why is it that you teach to do, do what is right? And what, well, the word of God tells us, you know, if we commit murder, we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to suffer some consequences. If we break the law, we're going to suffer some consequences. But that don't justify us. That don't save us when we do those things. When we avoid doing wrong, it is a blessing. We, we are blessed here on earth, and we receive rewards afterwards. Look at verse 5, uh, verse 17. He said, if by one man offense death reigned by one. Now, it was Adam that sinned, and death came upon everybody because of that sin by one. Much more, they which received the abundance, more than enough abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. See, much more of those that receive God's unmerited favor and the gift. See, righteousness is a gift. You remember in the book of Romans 10, he said they rejected God's righteousness. In other words, they rejected what Jesus had done and went about to establish their own righteousness. See, if I try to get into the kingdom of God and try to save myself and keep myself as far as my salvation is concerned through my righteousness, I reject God's righteousness. And guess what? I can never be righteous because all of my righteousness is as it fits the rags. She reigns in life by one Jesus Christ. God, the gift of righteousness, she reigns in life by who? Jesus Christ. It's the gift of righteousness. Therefore, now this is not just New Testament. Go search the word of God. This was talked about all through the word of God. Romans 5, 18. Therefore, as by one, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. When Adam said judgment come upon all, even so, even so, the righteousness of one free gift. See, Jesus was the righteous one. The, the righteousness of one, the free. He said this is a gift, free gift. Now, if this is not, if salvation is not a gift from God, then we got to work for it. You don't work for a gift, you, you, you receive it. Come upon all men unto justification. Now, the free gift, his righteousness, come upon all them that believe, in other words, came upon all men to justification to life, declared not guilty to life. For as by one man disobedient many was made sinner, so by the, the obedience, of one shall many be made righteous, or those that receive him. 
when we were by by one man all. See, Adam called us to be sinners. Jesus is calling us to be righteous. Verse 20, moreover, the law entered in that the offense might abound. Well, sin abound, grace did much more abound. So as sin has reigned unto death, even so, might grace, God's unmerited favor, reign through righteousness unto eternal life, through Christ's righteousness, righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Eternal life comes through Jesus. Verse 26, to declare, I say at that time, his righteousness, that we might be, that he might be, be just, and listen at the last part of that, and justifier of him which believe in Jesus. When you believe in Jesus Christ, he justifies you and I. Verse Chapter 10, verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone that believes. Brothers and sisters, ain't you glad we got the word of God? I am so glad because I, I wouldn't have, after all these years, I wouldn't know where to go. I, I, I simply could not find my way. I could not help God's people without the word of God. I couldn't help myself. I need direction. I need the light of the word to shine. As the word of God said, a lamp and a light. All the stuff that are coming, and some of it from the surface look good, that have crept into the church. Deception, the lies, and all of that stuff. The only thing going to shine bright enough is the word of God. And you and I, if we get in the word of God and let that light shine and embrace and follow that word of God, we will hate the evil way. That's what he says in Psalm 119. He said he hates every evil way. We need to get in the word of God. Search the scriptures out and follow God's word till we get to that place where we hate every evil way. We better cut off and, and maybe do some prayer or whatever. But I hope that the word of God has shined and bringing light of the glory of Jesus. He's the one, our God. He wants to show us the way. He wants us out of the deception. He wants to deliver us. He wants to rescue us. He wants to break this bondage out of our lives. He wants to be our refuge. He wants to be our strength. He wants to strengthen us. As Isaiah, I didn't finish the chapter in Isaiah 41, but he talks about our God will take individuals that are weak and hold, help, strengthen, and, and, and turn things around where we can be weak as a earth wing, no backbone. Easily crushed and stomped out. But he said, I will give you threshing teeth so that you can move mountains and beat them strong, beat them small. And the whirlwind of the Lord would drive them away. We're way on down in that chapter. And he said he'd do this so that we remember, really, next time, just paraphrasing, that him is him that did it. Oh, our God has protected us. In spite of all of the deception that we bid into her and sometimes even wanted in our life, I remember a sister telling me she was going into 
when she first had got born again, she was running up behind signs and wonders and a lot of the garbage that had spewed in the church. And, and week after week, they kept coming. They was in another church, and they was coming. The church wasn't going for it, but they was going out in these places and getting laying hands on it. I, I, I used to pray for them sometimes week after week. And every time they would come back, they'd be bound up with this stuff, the same old garbage. Well, they was running back to these people, and they was laying their hands on them, transforming these spirits and whatnot, and finally kept talking to them, and they saw the light, and they stopped going, and the Lord brought them freedom, and they was, they was free from that stuff. And this sister told me, she said, I used to go to these meetings, and I would be praying, Lord, please let them call me out. Let them lay hands on me. Not knowing that they were transforming spirits and deception and whatnot, this sister, she had a husband that was dear, and, 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 and he was silent in the word. He wouldn't go for it. She kept telling her that this was deceptive and there was problems. And the woman, after she got free, she was so thankful that she had a husband that stood up and she said, thank me and still do thank me for, for, for pointing the truth out and minister. And they finally began to get that stuff broken all out of their life, the deception and whatnot, and stayed away from it. And guess what? They didn't have to run to get freedom from the stuff that was tormenting them, that they had ran out in places to, thinking that they are following the Lord. There are many believers that uh, are in churches that maybe is not following the full ministry and whatnot, and they're seeking deeper depths and higher heights. And many times they see the uh, deception and the religious facade, and they think that this just got to be it because they are hooping and hollering and jerking and twitching and tormenting and a whole lot of stuff is going on, and many are thinking that this is it. And they run out and get tied up in deception. Look in the word of God and make sure that you're, you're following God's word, that what is going on is according to God's word, because it's caused us way too much and keeps us in bondage too long for us to go into deception. And, and some people that go into deception, it seems as though they never come out. I've seen individuals died in deception. I had a friend of mine that died some years ago, and he spent close to 50 years, probably some almost 50 years, in a church. And he got down sick. And when he got down sick, you know, you got a lot of time. When you can't go nowhere or whatever, you got a lot of time to just call on the Lord and cry out to the Lord. Well, his eyes came open, and he told me, he said, Brother, I wasted so much time. He thought he was doing the right thing. He said, I wasted so much time. And he says, I don't want to waste not one more minute. Now, he gave money and spent money in, in this church for years. And when he got down, he found out, as the word of God said over in the book of Second Peter, he was just a piece of merchandise. The people that was around him didn't even come really to see him. Half an hour was there. I'd go there to try to help take care of him and, and see about him and all that stuff. But the people that he was around, they didn't even come to see him. Also, there was another lady. She had spent probably about 50 years. And her, her, her remark after she had gotten sick again, she was got sick before she passed away. And again, when people get sick many times, they are alone and they got time to cry out. And, you know, when you got terminal illness in your body, you're going to cry out to the Lord and whatnot. And she... She, she 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 told me, she's the older lady, she told me, said, you know, I hate. And she spent 50 years and recognized the problem that was there, the deception and all the problems. 
She told me, said, I hate I ever win. I, I mean, you can't correct 50 years. You don't have time to redeem 50 years, especially when you, you, you're at the end of your life. She was up in her 80s and had been into deception for all those years. And you get ready to meet your Savior. You're getting ready to meet your God. Thank God that she had salvation. Thank God that they, and that they had a chance to cry to the Lord for forgiveness and whatnot. But, man, what, what, what a situation. We don't want to end up like that. Oh, God of heaven and of earth. Father, please, we cry out to you for your help, your mercy, your loving kindness, your grace. You are the only one, oh, God, that can save us, that can keep us, that can lead us, can deliver us. Oh, God, we recognize our human weakness. We, we are failures, oh, God. Please, oh, God, we cry out to you for him, oh, God. Don't turn us away. Father, you see the raging of the enemy. Oh, God, the thing that they are trying to do or want to do. Oh, God, as the leaders has cried out, we ask you to lose the judgment that is written in the book of the word of God on the demons, not the individuals, oh, God. The individuals that are used by the demon, we praise that to you, that the God of this world be bound and that they will see the light of the glorious gospel. And everyone will fall on their knees and cry out to you as Lord, save me from my sins, oh God. But I cry out to you for your church tonight. Oh God, open up our eyes of understanding. Fill us up with the knowledge of your will that we will know what the hope of your calling is. And what is the exceeding greatness of the power to us who believe? I cry out to you for mercy, for your grace, for your love, and for your help. And, oh, God, bring us out with a mighty stretched out hand. Father, as Hezekiah, believe it, has a fact cried out. Father, we don't have the power on our own to stand against us. And we thank you for Luke ten nineteen. We have power to tread on serpents, scorpions, over all the power of the enemy through Jesus Christ. But, oh God, we do as your children did when the king of Assyria was coming after them. All the stuff that appointed at your children tonight are coming against your house, the ministry tonight. All the threats, what they're going to do. Father, do, them, do this enemy like you did the king of a city. Don't let him come nowhere near. Defeat him so bad till the demon will destroy those that were coming to destroy your folk. Father, we have no power to deal with this enemy on our own. We thank you for what you've given us. Give us grace. Give us help to use it. But, oh God, we turn our eyes. We look to you. We cry out to you. Oh God, you rule in the kingdom of the heathen. Now, O oh God, do what it takes to save, to deliver, and break the yoke and bring your people out. Put walls of fire between every wicked demon in the heaven and the earth and within. Walls of light, walls of darkness, just as you did for your children of Israel. Father, when the enemy think he has your people blocked up and cannot get out, we pray that the wrath of God will be poured out on the enemy just as you did Pharaoh in his armor, the Egyptian, oh God, one plague after another, until the enemy be glad when your children are gone. Please, oh God, 
Father, you rule in the kingdom of the heathen. Father, I cry out to you for mercy. I cry out to you for help tonight. Help us, lead us, guide us, and do all the things that we need to do, O oh God, to come to you. Father, your word says that you would bring us up from the depths. Don't care how far we have drifted away. When we come to you and cry out for forgiveness and mercy, you will bring us back. We pray that we manifest in every life tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you. Father, put the blood of Jesus Christ over this ministry, over Brother Shannon and all the other ministries and their household for special angels to protect and let no hurt harm come to any individual and their property their possession. In the name of Jesus Christ, we look to you. Cover with the blood and protect your children. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Powerful word tonight, folks. If you're just tuning in, Pastor James Mobley with the Called Out Assembly Church located in Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, his website is calledoutassembly.org. You can also reach Pastor James at 708-446-9745. And we're going to take just a two-minute break and be back. And if uh, we have any calls, we'll be glad to take them. If you need prayer deliverance tonight, uh, this is your opportunity, folks. No reason to delay. Uh, get the deliverance you need tonight in Jesus' name. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio with Shannon. Let's just pray. demons go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out, if they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. 
As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war, all-out war, a war in which no quarter is given and no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745 and press option 1 on your phone. To listen live to Omega Man Radio from your cell phone, dial 917-889-2745. From coast to coast and worldwide on the Internet, this is Omega Man Radio. And God bless you for tuning in tonight, folks. So we have the lines open. We'll keep them on for just a few minutes more. Uh, in case you would like to call in tonight, you need deliverance from foul spirits, demons. You need prayer. You need a healing for your body. You've got another prayer request. That's what these uh, phone lines are for. So call in if you'd like prayer tonight. And let me get uh, Pastor James back on. Pastor James is the pastor of the Called Out Assembly Church in Melrose Park, Illinois. His phone number is 708-446-9745. Their website is calledoutassembly.org. Pastor James? Yes, sir. There are people out there listening live right now or that will be on the MP3 who have never made a decision for Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is convicting them. And uh, they're worried about tomorrow. They're worried about if there's going to be nuclear fallout in America. They're worried about a tsunami, earthquakes. And they're just tired of worrying about the future, and, and they want to know that if they were to die now, that they would be present before the Lord. So if there's people out there, Pastor James, that uh, either have not accepted Christ but would like to tonight or that uh, have not been living for the Lord like they needed to, maybe they've fallen away and the Lord is uh, bringing them back, convicting them tonight, and they would like to rededicate their lives to Jesus would you go ahead and pray for those people out there tonight and lead them through the sinner's prayer? Sure. Well, the word of God tells us in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. In other words, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for your sin, and that the Father, his son, Father God Father, raised him again from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Uh, the word says in John chapter 1 and 12, As many as receive him, them he gave power to become the Son of God, even them that believe on his name, which is born not of the blood, not of the will of man, not uh, uh, will of the flesh, not the will of man, but God. If you would just receive God's Son, Jesus Christ, this is the Lord, I'm a sinner. I receive you. Will you come in my heart and save me? The Lord will not turn you away. He he, he makes it real simple. Uh, The word of God tells us in Romans chapter chapter 9, Romans chapter 10, rather, he says, for Christ is the end of the law for the righteous to everyone that believes. In other words, you don't have to keep the law to be born again, to be one of God's children. 
For Moses described the righteousness which is of which the the for Moses described the righteous which is of the which is of the law. That man that does these things shall live by them. But the righteousness of God which is is a faith spoken of on this wise, saying, Not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven and bring Christ down? In other words, you don't have to try to go up into heaven and bring Christ down. This is available for everyone. This righteous. Who shall ascend into the deep and bring it up again, bring Christ up from the dead? But what saith the word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart? That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 10, verse 9. So if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For out of the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth is confession unto, made unto salvation. What, said, what, what the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not, he said, be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all them that call on him. See, if you call on the name of the Lord, that will take care. He's rich to all them that call. Look at this next verse. He makes it real simple. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, all you got to do is just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, born of a virgin Mary, came and died on the cross for your sins, and the Father raised him from the dead, called on him for salvation. He knows how to save. He will not turn you away. It's just that simple. And just say, Father, if you want to do that right now, just say, Father, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, I come to you as a sinner. I recognize that I can do nothing to save myself. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died on the cross for my, my sin. I receive him into my life. Will you save me from my sin? In Jesus Christ's name, thank you, Father. If you did that and believe that and meant it in your heart, you are one of his children, and he will lead you and guide you and, and, and bless and take care of his children through all of the difficult things that they have to go through. He will give you exactly what you need, enough grace to go through the stuff that we must go through. He will protect you. He will make a way and provide. As he brought his children, Israel, out of that bondage, remember the word of God said he made a way for them to get out of there. First of all, he fought for them to the enemy and let them go. And then he says he led them through the Red Sea as through a willingness a non-stumbler. Now, you may see a lot of things going on all around, but the Lord don't want you to put your eyes on the, the, the frightful and the difficultness of the way, and even sometimes what it looks like is blocks. The Lord led old men and old women and young boys and girls through that, from the natural standpoint, impossible situation, difficult situation, and he says, none stumbled. And the Lord will lead all of his children 
all the way through and get them all the way through the trials, the, the, the mishaps and all the things until he get them home to be with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Praise God for Jesus. Yes, indeed. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor James, we have a, a prayer request that came in. Uh, Pastor John Franklin and Sister Brenda um, were contacted by a pastor in Mombasa, Kenya, who's been listening to the program, and uh, he's going to be getting together uh, with a pastor's meeting tomorrow. I believe at least 40 uh, pastors are going to be meeting together tomorrow, and he's going to be um, spreading the word about the the radio programs we do here on Omega Man Radio, and uh, these are men of God that are interested in learning about deliverance. And so uh, they had requested that you would, if you could lift up the meeting tomorrow, that um, that the meeting will go well, and the, the word that uh, Jesus Christ can set the captives free will spread across Kenya and across the continent of Africa. And they're also um, believing uh, the Lord that he'll open up the door, that um, the, the Hegwish booklets can be, translated uh, into the Swahili language and just blanket the uh, the continent of Africa. So they're Praise looking the for a uh, for some divine favor in that area. God of heaven and earth, Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you heard that request, O oh God, and I'm reminded of your word, Father, over in the book of Ephesians, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we can think and act. Father, you know everything that these men and women are up against. Oh, God, we ask you to move all the obstacles. We ask you to work mightily, that your word would make work, work mightily, work effectively, as your word said in the book of Thessalonians, in the heart of those that believe, that it will work effectively that they would be enlightened, that the enemy would be stopped and blocked that would try to mislead them and deceive them not to receive what you want them to see, the truth of the gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance. We pray that the strongholds over those individuals, every one of those churches, the strong man would be bound and that the power would be broken, that you, oh God, that would, you would stop the enemy from stopping and blocking it in a fear. And that you would, oh God, enlighten it, that you would bring truth and uh, 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 light and understanding and wisdom and counsel and all that is needed, Father, to embrace the truth. Oh God, you alone can open up eyes. You alone can overthrow the hardness, the dullness, the dimness, and all the things that the enemy used to try to block the truth. Father, the stuff that people desperately need. Father, let the light of the word shine so bright until none will be able to deny the truth of your word, O oh God, and the, the reason why your son came to, first of all, save the lost and to bring healing restoration to those that are hurting and bound and bring them out of prison. O oh God, you know everything that are going on in the life of those people. You know the strongholds. You know the deception. You know everything that is going on. We ask you, O oh God, to look in every affair 
and move mightily in doing the work that is so desperately needed in their lives as it is in ours. Now, O oh God, we know that the enemy won't stop, but you're God, and you're able to do more than what we could think and ask. Now, Father, we commend this work, the thing that they're trying to get done to you, and to the word of your grace, and you're able, O oh God, to build them up and give them that inheritance among those that are sanctified. We pray as Paul prayed. Paul mentioned in, in, in Acts, O oh God, when you delivered him. Father, deliver them from all the people that would that that would uh, influence them and, and, and cause them to be afraid to stand on the word, Father. Deliver them from the people, O oh God, and then send them back to your people just as you did their prophet Paul to open up eyes and to turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan so that your people, O oh God, can have an inheritance amongst those that are sanctified. Father, whatever stand in the way, whatever it may be, O oh God, you are able to do a work. You are able to move those powers. And we just touch and agree through faith, through the airways, O oh God, and ask you, O oh God, please help them, O oh God. Please lead them and guide them. And give them what they need to bring salvation, the message of salvation, healing, deliverance. And open up hearts. Help everyone to receive the truth of the word so they can be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on once again. Folks, uh, Pastor James Mobley is on every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 5 p.m. out in California. And it's just an honor to have you on because, brother, you get into the meat of the word, and that's what we need today. Too many people have just been living on the milk for for decades, and they need the meat. And unfortunately, folks, uh, you're not going to find it on television. You're not going to find it in the the televangelist pulpits. Uh, They don't speak about the blood of Jesus anymore. They don't get into the meat of the word. It's just about how to be, to live your best life now. And um, I praise God for men of God like Pastor James Mobley that will take their time Come on the program every week and share the Word of God and get into it and delve into it and preach it. No holds barred. So, folks, I would encourage you to support the ministry of uh, Called Out Assembly Church. Uh, it's located up in Melrose Park, Illinois. Uh, their website is calledoutassembly.org. Now, Pastor James, am I giving out the correct phone number? I've got 708-446-9745. Is that good? Yeah, that's it. Praise the Lord. Again, I'm going to repeat it, folks, 708-446-9745. If the Lord has done something for you tonight, folks, get in contact with uh, Pastor James. If you're in that area, go over there and fellowship with him. Be in service with him. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Pastor James, would you like to close this program out in prayer for those listening? Yes, gracious God, once again, we thank you for for the way that you have provided, oh God, and and for bringing us to salvation uh, uh, and then uh, to this uh, wonderful ministry of freedom and deliverance of God. And Father, without you, we don't know where we would be, and we desperately need the help, and we don't know what would be going on in our life without this help, oh God. But we thank you for your grace and for your help, and we ask you, oh God, to please, Oh, God, help each and every one of your children, oh, God, 
lead and guide every family, O oh God. Father, the youth that seem to be uh, just hit by so many things, we ask you, O oh God, to fight for the youth, to fight for the marriage, to fight for the churches. O oh God, as your word says in Psalm 124, that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, the proud enemy would have swallowed us up. Father, we pray that you be at our side and don't let him swallow us up, that you would fight until these snails are broken, everlasting one. Fight, O oh God, please. Father, we don't deserve it, but we cry out for your loving kindness. We cry out for your mercy. We confess our sin, the ancestor's sin, anything that would uh, block. Just pour out your loving kindness and your compassion and your mercy and fight this enemy, O oh God, that every snare, every cage, every bondage is broken, and every one of your children's souls will escape like the bird out of the snare. Now, O oh God, we cry out to you for protection for everyone. We bind all the fears, anyone that may be afraid of the attacks or the thing that they are saying that uh, uh, the witches or whoever is trying to do. Father, we pray if this enemy do come against your children, if he come against them even like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord would raise up that standard. Oh, God, that you would stretch out your hand against the wrath of the enemy, that you would do like Joshua you encouraged and, and led Joshua to do as he was up against the king, I believe, of the AI. Father, that you would shake your sword at this enemy that are trying to come against the ministry, the church. And, Father, we we have an idea what this enemy is going to do when you shake your sword at him. He's going he gonna to back up. He's going to stop. Oh, God, shake your sword at him till he that he retreat, until he leave the ministry alone. Shake your sword, O oh God, till he loosen the captives. Father, shake your sword till the strongholds be dispersed and destroyed. Shake your sword, O oh God, until this enemy shakes and trembles and refuse to bother your children until they are out of danger, until they are all the way out of his camp, as you've done for your children. So many times, Father, we pray that the demons that are just uh, are bent on a intended fight, we pray, oh God, that you would lose civil war in their camp. Let them fight against each other. The demons fight against each other until their kingdom is brought to know. Father, you can do it. Please, oh God, we ask you to do this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray again your protection over every household, over every possession, over every individual that you give your children good peace for sleep, that you will not allow any evil to come near. Put every one of your children up under the shadow of the Almighty. Let thousands fall at their right hand, ten thousand at their side. But don't let no evil, none of these things come near their dwelling. Father, deliver your children because they know your name. And we call on you for deliverance, protection, and help. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. And uh, Pastor James, I was just looking in the chat room, and uh, we had a listener wanted me to ask you a question. They said, ask Pastor Mobley uh, about olive oil. It says, I understand that the Bible says to use it for healing, for anointing. 
um, of kings. It, it was it was used to anoint um, David. Um, mm-hmm. But in uh, the modern day church, uh, what are the applications of uh, oil, and how can we use it? Can we use it in deliverance? Sure. Well, the enemy, for whatever reason, I don't know or I don't understand all that the Lord is doing through these things, but oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And 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 we has went and anointed houses and and uh the demonic resistance has stopped and 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 I do it myself sometimes when I feel that we're up against battle or the enemy attack and I will go through my house and anoint the house. Uh when uh individuals are sick, the Bible said we are to anoint them with oil and pray for healing and and, 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 and uh all that's needed. Also uh, 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 there are uh, many scriptures that talk about anointing with oil and all that is a is a, a, a thing that the Lord told us to do and trust Him to do what He said He would do. But uh, the scripture, there's a little passage of the scripture that uh, talks about uh, in the book of Psalm 133. He says, "But the whole I good and clever it is for brethren to dwell together in unity." He says, like a precious ointment. In other words, something that one cannot really pay for. That 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 the comfort, the blessing that comes through fellowship is like a precious ointment. Uh that upon the head and uh, uh and ran down upon the beard, even to even on Aaron's beard that went down to his skirt. It's like a anointing oil of wood also. That that is a port of honor. See, the Lord wants the Holy Spirit, which is a figurative of a, that anointed oil, to run abundantly on God's people. And and it's like He said, uh, uh, well, it's something that one cannot pay for. Really, what He's saying, it is precious. It is like the uh, the dew that descended upon Mount Zion. For uh, He commanded the blessing. In other words, it's like uh, uh, do it covers all the Holy Spirit, God's love, God's blessing. He wanted to cover all, and there's many indication of what or do it was poured on David and all those that were anointed for ministry. It was poured out upon them. The symbolized the Holy Spirit was poured out. But demons hates it. Matter of fact, I was praying for a brother on last night, and I had a little ball of oil, and I just dropped. Uh, uh, a couple of drops. Now, the word of God don't tell us to do this, but the demon hated it. I hadn't opened his mouth. This demon was rebelling and seemed like he wasn't going to come out and dropped a couple of drops and just asked the Lord to baptize this demon in the Holy Spirit, up under the Holy Spirit. He can't receive it, but get him up under that. And he he, he began to to wail and cry and and stuff began to break. Amen. thing. They hate, they hate what that oil stands for. Now, uh, uh, there's a spiritual application. I don't understand everything that the Lord do, but I know the demon, Satan and his demon, they hate it. They hate us to anoint. Uh, do, this, do this happen every time something, someone's anointed? No, not all the time, but I've seen many wicked spirits as people anointed them in Jesus' name. Those things begin to wail and cry and come out. Uh, uh, it's a real blessing to be able to 
anoint things in Jesus' name and your houses, your automobile, yourself, or whatever. Even when we're fasting, the Bible says we have to anoint our head, you know. Pray the Lord. That's right, brother. Amen, folks. Uh, there's power in the blood of Jesus, and there's power, power in the Holy Spirit and that anointing mm-hmm. oil. In fact, I was talking to uh, a gentleman today, and he said uh, they've been seeing a, uh, a shape outside of their window. And, you know, thought it was just a shadow, and it was, you know, the son was playing tricks on their eyes, and then his father came by and said, do you see that demon? <laughs> I said, I see something. Do you see it? And he said, yeah, yeah, I do. That thing's not going away. As it turns out, they have some foul spirits that are around that house. So, of course, I told him, you know, you've got something there that's attracting them. You need to go through and see if you've got any accursed objects. And, of course, the, the brother I was talking to, he's a Christian, and I said, you know, you got authority over that. Maybe... uh some demonic spirits left over from the previous uh, house owner. You don't know what uh, is going on here. Maybe someone that came through the threshold of your house carrying spirits and they decided to stay. I said, bottom line is I would be today getting some anointing oil, going around and anointing all your doorposts, uh, your windows, plead the blood of Jesus over your property, and loose the angels of God to stand guard. And then I would take authority over that foul spirit in the name of Jesus and... <laughs> cast it off your property. And so, uh, folks, there's power. Uh, there's power in anointing oil, and um, absolutely it has a deliverance application. So good question, uh, listener. Well, uh, Pastor James, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on tonight, brother. God bless you for taking your time tonight to bring the Word of God, and and I enjoyed the show so much. And um, uh, before we go, would uh, you give out uh, information on when uh, you hold the services there in uh, Chicago? And Illinois? Yes, we have service on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock and on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. Okay, praise the Lord. So if someone's there and wanted to be in service with you, they could come out and then uh, someone was looking for deliverance, uh, do you all do deliverance in every service? Every service, yes. Praise God. Yes. Whatever person needs, right? Amen. Amen. We practice the Lord for the needs of God's people. Amen. The gospel message, folks, healing and deliverance. Praise the Lord. God bless you for coming on tonight, Pastor James. Thank you for having me, Shannon, and God bless you, brother. We'll see you next week. Folks, that was Pastor James Mobley of the Called Out Assembly Church in Melrose Park, Illinois. Visit them at their website, calledoutassembly.org, and, of course, their phone number, 708-446-9745. If uh, you missed this uh, program tonight in its entirety, About 15, 20 minutes, uh, it'll be up in the MP3 archives, and I would encourage you to download it. Um, Send it out to all your friends. Burn copies on CDs. Spread the word um, that was brought out in tonight's uh, broadcast. And, of course, on every program that we do here on Omega Man Radio, uh, you're not going to find other radio like this anywhere in the world. Um, Folks, we're bringing a message that uh, (laughs) the demons hate that's unpopular with the mainstream church, but is the message that can change men and women's lives. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the only name written under heaven by which man might be saved. That's a deliverance to set the captives free. And uh, the healing power of God. You know, God says, I'm the Lord thy God, I change not over Malachi. And Jesus says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So deliverance... uh, is for us today. Healing is for us today and the gospel message. And you know, folks, that's the only thing that's going to save you and I in this time. So many are feel uncertain. 
you know, about uh, their future. Well, I have a job. What's going to happen to my retirement? You know, will I even uh, make it another year? Is Planet X coming in 2012? You know, uh, I'm scared. You know, what if um, tsunami comes to our coast? Well, you know, will we be prepared? You know, so many scenarios, folks, that Satan will try to put uh, fear in you and I. And at the end of the day, we've got to learn that we can have calm in the midst of the storm. In fact, I'm hoping Pastor James will come on and he'll preach a message on calm in the midst of the storm in the upcoming weeks. Because as I was listening to the word tonight, that just started echoing my mind. There's so much going on that we can't control. But you know what? It's no surprise to God. God knew that there was going to be an earthquake 9.0 in Japan. He knew a tsunami was coming. He knows what's uh, coming even in America and other places around the world. And if God knows it beforehand... You know, we can take confidence in the fact that if we're in the secret place of the Most High, if we're in the center of God's will, nothing can touch you unless God allows it. Now, if you lose your life, it's a promotion if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, the Word says. And so we don't have to fear death. And you know what? I've heard testimonies of people that have been in war zones and other parts of the world, you know, there would be um, pillaging going on in towns. There would be people being shot. In fact, I can remember when I was in uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, in 1987. I went over there with my grandparents or missionaries, and uh, we just happened to go over there at the wrong time. Uh, it was a mission trip from the church, and little did we know that we were going to get over there, and they were going to shut down the city for three days and a public transportation strike. And I remember being uh, trapped in a hotel for about three days, and we, we sat out on poolside, you know. It was a nice breeze, and we were sitting out there, but all of a sudden we started to hear pops going off in the street. And they were um, gunshots being fired. turned out that uh, people were getting shot for taking their garbage out. And uh, the point I'm making here tonight, folks, is, you know, this can just pop up at any time. You don't have any control over it. You can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. It could be, you know, the will of God for a calamity to strike. But whatever the case may be, you know, you don't have to have fear. We didn't fear. We knew that uh, we were covered in the blood of Jesus, and we were going to be all right. And, uh, you know, the Lord can make a way of escape for you and I, too, in the midst of, um, you know, anything that's going on. Look at what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were cast in the fiery furnace. I mean, it was a fire so hot that when they stoked it up that second time, because the king was so angry at them because they wouldn't bow down, that um, the uh, the guards that were in charge of stoking it, you know, the flames shot out there and just barbecued them. I mean, that was, that's some hot fire. And they were thrown in there, and they they didn't even have a singe on their clothes. You know, it's because the Lord protected them. We can go through the fire without getting burned. You know, a nuclear bomb could go off down the street, and if God has a mission for you and I, you can walk right through it. You know, we just need to find out what the Lord's will is for our lives, be willing to be obedient, and uh, do what he says. And he's going to take care of the rest, just as uh, they were on that boat out in the Sea of Galilee, the uh, the disciples. And that storm started to, to rise up in the waves. You know, we're, we're tossing to and fro. In fact, I've been on little boats like that out in uh, Columbia, and I'll tell you, it's no fun. 
<laughs> Especially when the uh, the motor dies and you're out there adrift. I was part of a tour group one time, and um, the motor died. We're out in the ocean, okay? You could see the shore, and uh, people were getting nervous, and I got to thinking, whoa, these waves are getting a little bit uh, high out here. All I could think about was um, one wave too many coming over the bow and we sinking and going into shark-infested waters. <laughs> All I could think of was the movie Jaws. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, it worked out. I started pleading the blood of Jesus, and it wasn't too long before they got that uh, motor cranked up and we got out of there and got to our destination. The point is, is they were out there and the waves were tossing to and fro, and Jesus was sleeping. He was trying to get some shut-eye. They had him preaching all the time. And so uh, they woke him up, and, you know, they're in a panic. And I think he said, oh, you have little faith. And he rebuked the storm. Peace be still. And there was calm against in the midst of the storm. My point is, is with Jesus Christ, we don't have to fear what may be coming tomorrow. Do we need to make preparations sometimes? Absolutely. We were talking about that last night. You should do what you can do. That's being prudent. God gave us a brain. We should use our brain. Do what you can do, and having done all, stand. And, uh, you know, God has blessed many of you out there uh, for the time that's coming. And uh, if you've done things like put back food and so forth, it'll be a great witnessing tool for people that are not going to have. And if you have nothing out there, like many of us, then you know what? Don't have to worry. God is going to provide a way. If he has to send a raven with your food. I heard of a man who was in jail. In fact, it may have been Brother Warmbrandt or uh, one of the or Brother brother Stephen. I'm not sure. Brother Andrew. Uh, it was a missionary overseas, and he was uh, arrested and put in, in jail in a communist country. And a rat was sent by the Lord to bring him bits of bread and food. He stayed alive that way because they weren't feeding him in prison like they should. They were trying to starve him out. God can make a way. He can drop manna down from heaven. <clears throat> we can have calm in the midst of the storm. You know, he can send uh, a prophet to your, your house and knock on the door uh, like he did the widow woman. And um, God could bless your, your oil crews for it would never run out of oil. Bless your cornmeal so you have cornbread in the midst of the, of the, the famine. The point I'm, I'm trying to make here is... Uh, you know, that's the only hope that we've got in this hour is the Lord Jesus Christ and putting our faith and trust in him. If we're doing that, we're going to make it. We don't have to have a spirit of fear. Just rebuke that spirit of fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So uh, I just wanted to share that little bit tonight. I uh, was, uh, you know, meditating a little bit about uh, all that's going on around the globe and you know, it, it can get depressing. In fact, some people uh, even are driven to the point of suicide because they don't have the blessed hope that you and I have in Jesus Christ. But you know what? They can have it. It's, it's, it's a gift, and God's no respecter of persons. You know, the gift is for anyone who will receive it. And so uh, if you haven't made your decision for Christ, I would urge you to do it today. You know what? You can uh, go to sleep tonight and... Take solace that if you didn't wake up for whatever reason, you had a heart attack in your sleep, well, be absent from bodies, be present before the Lord. You know, I've really gotten to the point that the more and more I trust Jesus Christ, I don't fear. You know, sometimes I let my emotions get, get the best of me, and I go back into Mad Max mode. <laughs> Many of you knew me from uh, the Mad Max days, so to speak. Uh, you know, I was trying to prepare in the flesh for every contingency. 
and you know I have to I have to balance out uh, using discretion with also trusting in the Lord and you know really <laughs> um, you can't prepare for every contingency so you do what you can do and having done all stand and we hope that we gave some practical advice last night on some things that some people can do and try to raise the alert that we are in some perilous times folks there's no question about that. But you know what? It's it's a time that we uh, still can do some work for Jesus. We can spread the the gospel. That's the only um, way a person is going to make it through. Because things are just going to get worse and worse as time goes on, as we go down this um, time in history. In fact, uh, I believe that um, financial collapse is not too far off. That uh, we're going to see the man of sin rise, the Antichrist. You have an option to take the mark or deny it, and you certainly don't want to take it, folks. That's a first-class ticket to hell. There's no uh, saying, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take it, but my kids were starving. Be too late, folks. You take that mark, you're doomed. So I believe we'll have a chance to take that, but I believe that, uh, and you're going to want to say no. You know, I want to be very clear on that. You lose your head before you take that mark. Remember, if you have to lose your head, quick way to glory, and you get a martyr's reward. But I believe we're going to have a, an opportunity to see that come to pass real soon, many of us. You know, I believe many are going to wash their robes as martyrs, as it talks about. I believe that many are going to uh, be doing some really powerful ministry, some exploits. I believe we'll see the day of uh, being caught up in the Spirit, like uh, Philip the Evangelist was able to travel uh, back in the book of Acts, and some really powerful things happening, miracles, raising people from the dead. You know, of course, we're already seeing miracles, folks. Deliverance is a miracle. And we're praising God for um, what's been happening already around us. So we can have calm in the midst of the storm. And we've got to remember that um, all things are possible to him that uh, believes and is called according to the the will and purposes of uh, the Lord. So, praise God tonight uh, for for this um, this opportunity to be with you. Again, um, that was Pastor James Mobley called out Assembly Church, Melrose Park, Illinois. Called out Assembly dot org. Get in contact with them. Support the ministry of Called Out Assembly. Uh, tonight is Wednesday. That means tomorrow night, Thursday, we're going to have Pastor John Kyle. Pastor John uh, from Billings, Montana. And then uh, I'm doing a uh, second show tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have uh, Chaplain Lindsey Williams, who worked on, uh, who was a chaplain, worked on the pipeline in Alaska. He's going to be giving us a debriefing on what's really going on in the Middle East, uh, the rest of the story. Um, fantastic testimony he has. That'll be Thursday night. And um, all these programs are available, free download over at iTunes, or you can go to OmegaManRadio.com, click on the RSS link, uh, feel free to download them. If you'd like to contact me by email, that's OmegaManRadio at Yahoo.com. I'm up on Facebook and Twitter, once again, OmegaManRadio, very easy to find me. And uh, if you need prayer, and we're not able to get through uh, tonight, or you're listening on an MP3, and you're uh, across the world, wherever you may be, uh, contact us by email, and we'll get uh, someone to call you back and pray with you wherever you may be. God bless you, folks. Hey, I just was looking in the chat room, and uh, there was another question regarding 
uh, grape juice <laughs> versus the oil. Folks, uh, there's no precedent of using grape juice for uh, anointing. No, you cannot use grape juice. Grape juice could be uh, used in uh, communion. Okay, you represent the fruit of the vine, the blood of Jesus. But um, definitely uh, anointing oil, you're going to want to use uh, olive oil. That was uh, what was used in the past, and you can continue to use today uh, olive oil. And, you know, I will attest to uh, what Pastor James said. The demons hate the oil. I had a prophecy given to me that involved uh, you would be going around and basically um, using the oil of the, the Lord. And the, the, the specific words were, you know, whereas before, if you went into a city and they only needed four cups of my oil, you wouldn't give them eight, as in the past. They need four cups, you give them four cups. And I'm sitting here and thinking about this. Um, I'm thinking, wow, there's some uh, ministry coming. And I'm thinking, the oil. And so, uh, you know, I had heard one minister, it was a pastor, Carl Henderson, who had uh, been in a service, and he used the blood of Jesus to um, see a woman set free. Of course, that's how demons come out, by the the name and the power and the blood of Jesus. But what he did is he poured the blood of Jesus down the throat of the demon. The demon went crazy. I mean, it really broke the uh, stronghold there. So we started using that. And then I said, well, if you can do that with the blood, wonder what happens if you use the oil of the Holy Spirit. So, of course, the oil is, I mean, the, the blood of Jesus is your number one uh, offensive weapon in deliverance. And it's the only thing that uh, brings salvation. It was the blood shed on Calvary for you and I. But, Back to the oil of the Holy Spirit. I decided to try it. Some of you have heard it on the radio. It works. What I do is I just say, I pour the oil of the Holy Spirit right down your throat, you foul spirit in Jesus' name. And folks, it's undeniable. The, the, the demons scream out. They moan. They're in torment. They don't like the oil of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, sometimes I just pour it in their eyes. <laughs> Torture these demons. And I, I've seen it actually make the difference, and it broke um, the bear broke through the barriers, and whereas the person they weren't getting the uh, the deliverance fast enough, you know there was just something blocking it. Boom! It just broke right through that brick wall, using the blood of Jesus and the uh, the oil of the Holy Spirit. So try it. If you're in deliverance, try it. See see for yourself the results. Well, praise God. We got uh, three minutes remaining. Uh, it was good to uh, be with you tonight, and uh, we'll see you. Tomorrow night, uh, oh, do not forget, please, if you haven't done already, uh, go over and sign up over at um, Omega Man Radio Channel 2. The actual link is Omega Man Radio number 2 on Blog Talk. You'll want to click the button where it says uh, follow the program, be a friend, and that way you'll get uh, updates on uh, upcoming shows, just like you do on Channel 1. We're going to have... Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Lindsey Williams tomorrow night at 11 p.m. And then I confirmed today two other guests. We're going to have Stan Deo talking about what's going on around the world, uh, a, ver a variety of subjects. Guy's so smart. He's going to be on next Thursday at 11 p.m. And then I'm going to have uh, Out of the Devil's Cauldron, uh, Brother Ram John Ramirez. He'll be on next um, Wednesday at 11 p.m. Just confirmed them today. So this 11 p.m., 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time channel is um, starting to ramp up. We also got a confirmation that Peter Hobson is going to be uh, on the program with me, live from Australia. 
I'm setting up that date right now, courtesy of Serge. We got an answer back that he will come on, so praise God for that. We're going to have uh, two channels, Omega Man 1, 1 at uh, 8 p.m., and then we're going to have Omega Man Radio 2 uh, in the second hour at 11 p.m. So twice the programs. Um, spread the word. God bless you all. I will say good night now. Bye-bye.